The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast, in full or in part, is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. They say football is just a game. Okay, just a game, right. It's just a game that teaches the values of hard work and sacrifice. It's just a game that shows the importance of a team. A game that turns boys into men. A game that brings people together. And it's just a game that on Friday nights from August to December turns Crozier Keystone Stadium into a sea of orange and black. A game that when the lights go on, turns the Marple Newtown student section into a loud 12th man known as the jungle. So yeah, for some, football is just a game. But for Marple Newtown football, it's much more. It's a game that makes memories, bonds students, and turns Friday nights into the best night of the school week. So come join us and witness the type of game football is to the Tigers family. This is the 2016 Marple Newtown Tigers on the Tigers Radio Network. Carmen Cristiano will pick it up at the 50. He gets a running start. He's going to bounce off one tackler. He's going to make a move. He's down the sidelines. He is going to find his way into the end zone. What a job by Carmen Cristiano. This man hand off the Fallows, cutting it back on the near side. And he is off to the races. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tigers. There goes the ghost. Doctor's in the shotgun. Trips to the far side. He's going to roll. It's going to be up. It's going to be intercepted by Dino DiCamello. Pistol formation. It's going to be a handoff to Abelhoff off the left side. Chopping his feet. He finds the corner. He's going to be in for a Tiger touchdown from 20 yards out. On the one yard line, Paul Eddy under center. He's going to take that quarterback sneak. He's going to drive his legs. Tigers get on the board and go back in this one. It's going to be Paul Eddy shotgun formation. Three wide out spread. Hoff in the backfield. It's going to be a handoff to Hoff going off the far side. He's trying to get away from Santina. And he dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Marple Newtown! Paletti's going to take the snap, and he's going to run to the outside, and he is just going to heave it to the end zone, and Marcus Weathers comes down with it for a Tiger touchdown. Three wide receiver set. McDermott looking down the field. McEwen plays, and is intercepted by the Tigers going down the sidelines, and he is going to be tackled at the 43-yard line. Steve, who intercepted that? Did you see? That is number 86, Ryan Schneider. What a... Well, he comes out, going down the sideline, has a touchdown in the corner for Abel Hawk. 
It's going to be a play action as McDermott's looking down the field. It is intercepted. None other than Carmen Christiana. He is having himself a ball game. Doctor's going to roll out. He's going to be pressured. He's going to roll in the pocket. And coming up for his second sack of the season is Noah Turner. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This presentation of high school football, heard exclusively on the Tigers Radio Network, is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory, Advanced Chiropractic Center, Zenith Public Adjusters, Brynmar Glass, Home and Business Adjustment Company, DZO Mechanical, Barnaby's of Havertown, Gillen & Associates Law Firm, Anthony's at Paxson, and the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line at Lewis K. Scott Stadium on the campus of Pencrest High School in Media, Pennsylvania, here is Dave DePasqua, Steve Reynolds, Eric DePentima, and Jim Alsman. Marble Newtown hit the ground running in their season opener, defeating Archbishop Carroll 42-13. Junior quarterback Anthony Paoletti appeared to be in regular season form, accounting for four touchdowns, three of which coming on the ground. Standing in their way tonight are the Lions of Pencrest, who are coming off a 26-6 victory over Pope John Paul II. Good evening and welcome to this Central League matchup between the Marple Newtown Tigers and the Pencrest Lions inside Lewis K. Scott Stadium in Media, Pennsylvania. I'm alongside color commentator Steve Reynolds, sideline reporter Eric D. Pentima, and executive producer Jim Alsman. I'm Dave DePasco, and we are live as the, Lo- the Pancrest Lions take on your Marple Newtown Tigers. Steve, last week the Tigers managed 42 points despite committing five turnovers. They'll have to clean up those mistakes against a good Lions squad tonight. Without a doubt, Greg, or Dave, excuse me. It was me. bound to happen. It was bound to happen. Once a year, we got it out of the way. But, Dave, uh, it's gr- great to be back here week two of the season, Labor Day weekend. But, as you said, Marple Newtown, big win last week against Carroll, 42-13. to But despite those five turnovers, they're going to have to clean up this this week. Uh, four coming in the in the first half on fumbles. Uh, Marple Newtown had huge games from their quarterback, junior uh, Anthony Paletti, the sophomore running back, more than where others and the captain, the senior captain, Cameron Mathis. Those three guys have to step up tonight, as well as the other guys around them. But the main thing is, clean up those turnovers, because Pencrest is ready to go, coming off a big win last week against Pope John Paul II. Absolutely. Last season, Marple Newtown escaped in this stadium 20-17. to Probably a little close for coach kicking for some comfort, but they're going to look to come out and try and get another W today. Yeah, and Pencrest always plays Marple tough. Two years ago, Coach Gicking's first year, they came into Marple Newtown and really ended any playoff hopes that Marple had uh, towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, again, second to last game of the season, Marple Newtown fighting for a playoff spot. Marple needed a late touchdown by Abel Hoff to get them uh, into the last week of the season to try to make the playoff. So um, Coach Stroop and these Pencrest Lions come in every year. This is a tough game. It's right down the road. It's a rivalry. Whether you want to call one or not, they're ready to come. And so it's a little different. Past couple of years, it's been at the end of the year. So this year, second game mm-hmm. of the year. Um, but again, Marple Newtown's going to have to come out ready to go. Now I can hear it from here, Eric, but 
the band is alive and they're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, it's nice to have the band back. They were at uh, band camp last week, so we didn't have them, but, you know, they're jamming behind me and Larry down here, and uh, they sound pretty good. Um, but it's nice to have them back. But uh, other than that, it's nice to be back at Lewis K. Scott Stadium, one of the nicest fields in Delaware County. Uh, beautiful night so far, 80 degrees and uh, clear sky. So looking forward to a nice night of football here. It is a beautiful Beautiful field, Eric, but I have to admit, Crozier Keystone Stadium does hold its own, Steve. Ah, it's no, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. So that, we'll give uh, Eric a little break. He's not from Delaware County, so we'll, <laughs> give, we'll give him a little slack there. Last week, Paoletti connected 14 times for 247 yards, a touchdown, while also running the ball 12 times for 56 yards and a trio of touchdowns. You saw a lot of option last week with Marlon Weathers, 126 yards on 12 rushes, First carry went the distance, 36 yards out. I mean, he's a special player, only a sophomore. He has a whole year under his belt as a freshman. Not too many more Blue players have done that in their career. But Marlon Weathers is going to have a huge, huge year. Last week was just a little taste of what he's going to be doing. Tonight, expect him to get a lot of carries, as you said, 126 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, but his counterpart, uh, number 21, Jack Fallis, the ghost, look for him to get some big carries tonight. I mean, when you have those two Dual threats in the back field next to Paoletti, with Paoletti, too, who has, can kill you on, on the ground with his legs. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this Marlboro Newtown offense is very, very dangerous. I expect them to score four to five touchdowns a week. And you touched on it already. Paoletti's got to find another target. He's lost Abel Hoff and Marcus Weathers, which we'll get to in a minute. But Cameron Mathis really stepped up, and I believe here's your player profile for this week. Yes, he is, and it just... We talked about uh, some stats last week. He had 149 receptions and a touchdown. Uh, but I caught up with him this week um, at practice uh, in the middle of the week. And, you know, one of the questions I asked him, I said, how has his success in the baseball season last year in the spring? Because he was one of the reasons they made it to the state semifinals. I said, how's that going to carry over? And he said, you know, just playing on any team with a bunch of great guys and leaders makes it an easy environment to win. Hopefully – our football team combined together like our baseball team did, and hopefully we can make a deep run like we did in baseball. And another thing I asked him, I said, you know, this has been the big question, you know, with reporters um, coming to the camps um, when they do the you know, team profiles. Mm-hmm. The big thing was 18 seniors lost, 18 starters. How do you replace that? And he said, we know it's going to be hard, if not impossible, to replace some great players, such as Hoff, Weathers, Turner, uh, Trainer. Guys like that. But if our team keeps working hard, then we can be as successful as last year. We've had a lot of younger guys step up, and that's the big thing. A lot of younger guys are stepping up. We saw guys like Tui uh, last week, um, uh, Marone, different guys, whether they're on special teams, uh, jealous. Young guys have to step up, and that's a big thing with Coach Gicking. He doesn't care mm-hmm. what grade you're in. If you can play, as we saw last year, more than when I was a freshman, if you can play, you're going to get out there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these young guys, role players, have to step up to continue to have success this season. Well, speaking of that, Steve, leading the Tigers in tackles last week was sophomore A.J. Katsurkatsis. So you see a group of sophomores on this Tiger team that are ready to prove themselves. Yeah, and again, a sophomore, A.J. Katsurkatsis, middle linebacker. We talked about uh, DeCrecchio last week, a small guy, starting cornerback, small dude, small measurables, but a huge heart. Same with A.J. Katsurkatsis, small guy. He'll play middle linebacker, and he's a tough dude. He'll stick his head in there, just like his – Older brother Marcos, who graduated three years ago, uh, as you, you know, first varsity game to you know lead the team in tackle. That's pretty impressive. He's only going to build from there. 
And I believe you have a second player that you did a profile yeah, on. Yeah, and this is a guy that, you know, everyone knows about, Michael Shelley. I mean, two years ago, he was sitting on the sideline, you know, not even on the sideline. He was in the hospital. We would call him after the games to talk to him and see how he's doing. Mm-hmm. He was in the hospital at DuPont undergoing cancer treatments. I, I asked him, what's it mean to be playing on the field just two years removed from chemotherapy treatments and being sidelined? And he said, there's no better feeling than running out on the field Friday nights with my, all my brothers who have supported me through my whole journey and will always be there for me. Uh, there's many things I missed when I was sick, but football was definitely the thing I missed the most. And when you see him out here, you know that, that, that he really means that. He said there was many um, – or he said the last year it took a lot out of me to even be on the field on JV because you know, last year was his first year back. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he struggled because going through chemotherapy, that, that really messes you up. But he said he's worked his – tail off uh it's you know a, a real big grind and you know he's soft right now even here he suffers a lot of joint pain again from the chemotherapy so for mm-hmm. him being out there it's all it's tough and we don't know we don't know that because a lot of people don't know that um but he's still going through some after effects of that mm-hmm. and the second thing i asked him what has helped him the most in his recovery to get back on the field and be a starter the starting center um you know pay getting the snaps from him and he said there are many things that have helped me in my recovery my family was a huge help especially my father he always pushed me to be the best i can be and whenever i want to quit or think i am not good enough he is right there encouraging me and push me to keep going on and i cannot thank him enough also my friends and my team um and he said big thing he said i do not get special treatment here i am just i'm not just a kid who had cancer i'm a player on this team and coaches uh, and they know that and i'm and they know i'm going to bounce back he said there was no doubt that i was going to be back on the field i beat cancer and now i'm here playing football uh, he said he wanted to thank every player on his team and all the coaches, especially Coach Gicking, who texted him throughout these past two years, always asking him how he's doing mm-hmm. and keeps pushing him. And he's, the last thing he said before, before he left, he said, I hope people can use my story to understand that anything is possible and always stay positive and never give up. And that just goes to credit what kind of person he is, what kind of family he comes from. And just to see number uh, 60 out there is just remarkable. And it speaks volumes to the community, the Marple Newtown community coming together. As Pancrest comes on the field, they are going to be wearing red uniforms, followed by black helmets and black pants. Eric, they're a big squad. So is Marple Newtown, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, Marple Newtown, the first, when you say big, the first thing that comes to my mind is Luke Lazowicki. Mm-hmm. You know, me and uh, Larry were just talking over here about. Uh, not only did Luke block a few guys at once last week, he pancaked them down the field, especially on that first Marlon Weathers touchdown. But, um, you know, Pencrest as well has a has a few big players as well. So, um, you know, can't take them lightly, you know. And uh, just like Steve mentioned in his pregame uh, speech, you know, they seem to play us tough each year, just like last year, 20-17. to 17. So, um, you know, then again, they, they do have a couple smaller guys, but, on, on the flip side, you know, like like we just talked about, it should be a good competitive game. It's a first Central League game. It's always, you know, could be a nail-biter. So look, we're looking forward to a good game tonight. One player to keep an eye on for the Lions is number two, senior wide receiver. That is correct, wide receiver Manny Ruffin, who did something similar to Marcus Weathers. He went from being the starting quarterback to the leading wide receiver on the squad. Yeah, it's just a selfless act. We saw last year when Coach Kicking asked Marcus Weathers, to go to wide receiver, that's where Paoletti, you know, got all his confidence coming into this year. So uh, when, when you're trying to get a successful program going, you got to have selfless players. And 
Manny Ruffin's one of those guys. Uh, this team has only had one winning season the past five years. So in order for them to continue to build this program, and this team right now has a lot of seniors, um, mm-hmm. only five or six started last year. They have about nine coming back this year. We've had about three years of playing experience. But in order to, you know, have a winning program, you need selfless guys like Ruffin. And, uh, he, you know, he had a nice game last week, 50 yards receiving with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous player. As one of my keys to the game, Steve, is going to be special teams and field position. Ruffin is a dangerous returner. Marple Newtown has them as well as Weathers ran one almost all the way back last week against Carroll. They're going to be on display tonight. Kicking the ball away from them and wrapping up will be significant factors in this ball game. What we saw last week, besides the turnovers that Marple had, was the return game. I mean, um, Smiley on Carroll, mm-hmm. you know, had a ton of return yards, punt return and kickoff return. So Marple Newtown, they're going against another good returner tonight against Ruffin. And with the turnovers they have to clean up, they're going to have to do a lot better on the special teams coverage game. Eric, what would be one of your keys to the game? In, you know, for Marple Newtown, how, how do they respond? You know, Paoletti's going to get a lot of reps at quarterback, obviously, but maybe not so many at middle linebacker. So how do they respond on defense without one of their leaders, their quarterbacks on defense? Um, you know, so that for them, that's something I want to look out for. And, uh, you know, you guys touched on it before. It's just who, who wants to win that turnover battle? I know I talked about it last week, but, uh, you know, seeing Marple Newtown turn it over as much as they did, you know, I think this week in a central league, division battle i think whoever wins that turnover battle you know will win the game mm-hmm. it's not going to be like last week where marple newton had a significant amount more turnovers than carol and, and you know it, it's going to be uh different this week so i i'm going to go on, along with that trend just because of what we saw last week what's your take steve well again it's clean up the turnovers pretty simple i mean i was one thing i was impressed with last week besides the score and you know the offense was you know not many penalties um usually the first week of the season so a lot of mishaps, mm-hmm. some alignment issues we've seen in the past. Last week they were pretty clean. I believe they only had five or six penalties. But the turnovers you got to clean up. And the big thing, uh, you know, they have size. Uh, one of their guys, Shane, uh, uh, James George, big senior offensive lineman, defensive lineman. So let's see how big Luke Lagoswicki can do against a guy like his size. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. As Marple Newtown takes the field wearing all white tonight, Steve, with those orange helmets. New look this year. I like it. White on white. Additionally, we've already mentioned outside of Manny Ruffin, who should the Tigers' defense key in on? Well, I like the guy, uh, Mahalik, uh, running back. He only had five carries last week. I expect him to have more. He had 97 yards, close to 100 yards, and a touchdown. Only a Uh, junior. Only a junior, and he had an interception on defense. He's a playmaker. Um... I look for him, as we said, Ruffin, obviously. But then got the quarterback position. Uh, Mills looks like he won that starting uh, 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 quarterback battle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know he was battling with Cello in the offseason. But this is a run-first team, and Mahalik is going to get the bulk of those carries. So we'll see how that front seven can respond. On the outside, they're going to pay attention to number 10, senior John Franz. Additionally, you have players like number 21 and Zach Cowell. He is a wide receiver slash running back. He's just an overall playmaker for the Lions. Oh, without a doubt, another guy. And, uh, again, this is a senior-heavy team. Um, they're looking to have a winning season. They haven't had a winning season in a couple years. So these seniors are ready to go. And another guy, Shane Jones, a transfer from Unionville, only a junior, 
missed half of the season last year with a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's ready to come back tonight. Um, I know Coach Stroop was really high on him. And uh, yeah, he, he's a good middle linebacker. He's going to call some havoc in the backfield for Marple Newtown if they don't contain him. As the captains come on to the field for the Lions, going to the 50-yard line, number two, Manny Ruffin, number 20, Caleb Mahalik, number 40, Shane Jones. Big offensive lineman, number 55, Mike Wilson, as well as number 66, James George. Out for the Tigers, number three, quarterback, Anthony Paoletti, followed by Carmen Christiana. Big Luke Lazowicki, as well as Cameron Mathis. Mathis led Delaware County in receiving yards last week. Pretty impressive. Helps when you have a quarterback like Paoletti throwing to you. But big development here is Shane, or James George. Doesn't look like he's suited up tonight. So, you know, I believe that's the a line, big relief for Marple. Lions win the toss. They elect to defer. Marple Newtown will start with the ball. We're going to step aside. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. For 30 years, Gillen & Associates, located in Media, Pennsylvania, has provided clients in Delaware County and the Philadelphia area with a wide range of legal services. So if you are in need of legal assistance, Dave DePasqua at Gillen & Associates is at your service. Dave is a Newtown Square resident and can serve your legal needs with concentrations in estate administration, estate planning, and civil litigation. To schedule a free consultation, call 610-565-2211. That's 610-565-2211. The Philly Pretzel Factory is home of the real Philadelphia pretzel. Whether it's for a sporting event, a party, or a quick snack, you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver an authentic, high-quality, and great-tasting pretzel at a great value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck-related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back. As both teams get ready for the kickoff, all time, Marple Newtown has the lead. 29 wins as the Lions have won 27 times in addition to two ties. Very interesting, Steve, two ties. Well, I'll tell you what. Big thing coming this year, we were uh, worried about the kicking game, losing a guy like Lambritzios, but I'll tell you what, Silverdale did a pretty good job last year. Well, you don't want to jinx him now. He's only been one game so far. Obviously, and him and Philman did step up in the kicking game last week. So, you know, so far so good. But kicking away for the Lions is the senior Patrick Hughes. Back to return it for Marple Newtown is senior captain Carmen Christiana. To his right is the sophomore Marlon Weathers. 
Weathers and Christiana back for Marple. Hughes gets the signal. And this Central League game is underway. It is a high boomy kick. It's going to be kicked to Christiani. He's going to return it from the 7. He's going to turn to his right. He's going to slip and fall down at the 15. Gain yeah. of 8. Looks like he just slipped there. Sure hands Carmen Christiana. Never seen that kid drop a ball. Uh, but looks like he had some blockers there. Would have picked up a few more yards, but... Nonetheless, Paoletti in this offense will take over right about the 25-yard line, Dave. Ball's on 25, 11.53 to begin this drive for the Tigers. Junior quarterback Anthony Paoletti comes out, trips formation to the near side. Weathers behind him. He's in the pistol. He's going to move Weathers in motion. It's going to be a swing pass that way. As Weathers drops it, it's going to be a fumble. They're calling incomplete. That's a very dangerous play there, Steve. Very dangerous. And the line judge was right on there. He had a perfect angle, so good call there by him. But, um, I really couldn't see him. All I saw was Marlon number five just slowing up to the ball, so I assume he heard a whistle. And uh, But, yeah, that the line judge was right there. He, he could see if that's a lateral or not. Incomplete pass makes it second down in ten. Tigers come out once again. Trips formation to the near side. Pistol formation for Paoletti. Paoletti puts Weathers in motion to the right. He's going to fake it. He's going to keep him himself and rumble his way about for a gain of seven or eight yards. He's rumbling his way. It depends where they mark him down, though. Mike Wilson, number 55, in on the tackle. But there you go. Paoletti dangerous in the, in the air with his arm and on the ground. He had 56 rushing yards last week, but three rushing touchdowns. One was a 40-yard rushing touchdown in the first half. So Pancrest has to be prepared. He's a dual threat there for the uh, for the Tigers. Give Paoletti seven. They come out. Shotgun formation. Weathers in Fallows to deep backs. It's going to be a keeper by Paoletti himself. He's got the first down, leading his blockers. They're going to mark him down at the 40, gain of eight. Great job there up front by the Tigers. You see Laza Wiki and James Diamond about eight yards down the field. When you see Lyman down the field, you know they're doing their job. They're, they got guys on skates pushing them down there, and Paoletti takes advantage, gets a first down for the Tigers. Absolutely. Keeps this drive alive. First, first, third down conversion. Paletti comes out. Trips formation to the near side. He's got Philman alongside Carmen Christiana. He's looking that way. He's going to roll out of the pocket. He's still looking down the field. He sheds three players, and he's just going to lob it to an offensive lineman. That's going to be a flag, Steve. Yeah, and you see Paletti. I mean, first of all, great pressure there by... Um, Pencrest looked like Matt Wilson again was in on the pressure, but Paoletti, he's got thick, strong legs. It's going to be, you need a few guys to bring him down. He turns, probably should have just thrown out of bounds. He tried to see his running back there in Fallows, but again, he was, he threw across his body for about just a three yard pass, but it sat over Fallows' head. And <laughs> when a lineman sees a ball, he's going he's to <laughs> catch it. Now, I believe if he just threw that out of bounds, is that going to be a penalty as well? Or does somebody have to be in the area? Um, believe me, I mean he's he's out of the pocket. Um, I'm not sure really what the rules are, how much 
different they are in high school than college. But I mean, he was well outside the pocket. If he, I mean, I'm sure if he just launched that out of bounds, it would have been fine. The illegal touching makes it second down and 21 from the 29-yard line. So backs of Marple Newtown comes out in shotgun formation. Two backs for Paoletti. Paoletti's going to hand it off to Fowler, who's going to be bottled up at the line of scrimmage, but not before he gains about three. Looks like number 55 again, Matt Wilson, on the tackle. So he's going to be all over the field tonight for Pancras, as long as Shane Jones. But there you go, the ghost. Jack Fellows gets the handoff, and whenever he gets the ball, he doesn't get go down easily. Again, takes a few tacklers, he, and he, you always see him end up forward. He never gets pushed backwards. He always leans forward, gets those extra yards. So picks up a few yards there, and it's going to be third and long now for the Tigers. Checking into the game, number 12, Dash Dolgarian. As the Tigers come out, spread formation, four wide receivers. Riley Philman goes in motion to the far side. Paley looks to his right. It's going to be a screen pass to Cameron Mathis, who has blockers with him. He's going to be tackled down at the 45. Good play call. Game's 13, but not enough for the first down. Yeah, love the play call. They're all hammer screen. So Cameron Mathis, the leading receiver, as you said, leading receiver in Delaware County last week. And uh, picks up a few yards there, makes it more manageable. Fourth down here, and Coach Gicking sends out Paoletti. They're going to go for it, even though they're on their own uh, 44-yard line. Fourth down and six, nine minutes to go here. In Media, Pennsylvania, spread formation. Pistol for Paoletti. He puts Riley Philman in motion. Looks like they're trying to draw off the lines. He's going to go under center. He's just trying to get a get a call that they're not going to get. They did not jump, so you get a big applause here from the Pencrest faithful. Yeah, great job there by Pencrest. They're very disciplined. I mean, that goes back to the coaching staff. Great job teaching them up. Be disciplined there, but Paoletti. You know, and shocking gets on their center using that hard count. He, he drew two guys offsides last week against Carroll mm-hmm. uh, back at home. Um, but good job there. And Marple Newtown, looks like they, I thought they took a penalty. Now they're going to move the ball back. They took a five-yard penalty, and Philman's going to have some more room to boot this one. The referee called timeout. Instead, they decided to give him the penalty. Back to return for the Lions is number 21, Zach Cout. Punting away for the first time this season is Riley Philman. Clean snap for Philman, and he is going to boot, but, wow, what a beauty that is, Steve. It's going to roll. It's going to return from the one who falls down. He's going to be down at the one. You have to credit Philman for the beautiful punt, though, Steve. Excellent punt. Good snap there by DeCreco. <laughs> Outstanding punt by Riley Philman. Um, Pencrest. Cal, Zach Cal should have just let that go. He, he lost it. And kind of just bouncing his arm, but he should have just let that roll. That was going right into the end zone. They would have start right from the 20-yard line. Uh, but instead, he takes it and slips. And, you know, that's how you win the field position battle right there. First down and 10 from the 1, 8.32 to begin this drive. But as the offensive lineman your own, yourself, Steve, you have to be licking your chops. Oh, yeah. A 60-yard punt, gentlemen. Under center is going to be a quarterback sneak, I believe, by the quarterback number 12, Chris Mills, just to get some breathing room. Adrian Katrakatz is in on the tackle there for Marple, but good play call there just to get some breathing room, as you said, Dave. Uh, It's going to bring up second down here for the Lions offense. 
They gave him two, second down and eight from the three. Special teams already providing some impact on this one. Ruff in the wide receiver on the far side. I formation for the Lions. Mills under center. It's going to be a handoff off tackle, but not before the ball is loose. Marple Newtown jumps on it. Number 15, Dylan Conan gets on the board for Marple Newtown. Great job there. That's what happens there. So you bring the offense out. It's fourth and five. Looks like Coach Green's going to go for it. But a great job of trying to get them offside. They punt it away. You use your punter. You, you switch field position, and then your defense comes up huge. Again, that was one of the big things this season. How was this defense going to respond, losing all those playmakers? And I said it was going to be creating turnovers, big plays right there. I don't know who got in there. They stripped the ball, and Conan, the senior, was savvy enough to hop on it, touchdown Marple Newtown just like that. Turnover cost Lions early in this one. Filming the kick the extra point. Clean snap out of the Carmen Christiana hold. It is good. Marble Newtown takes a 7 to nothing lead here with 7.51 remaining in the first quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. If you love Philadelphia sports and good food, then there's no better place to catch a game than Barnaby's of America in Havertown. Located off the Broomall Havertown exit of the Blue Route, Barnaby's is the place to be for the big game. You can enjoy dinner in their dining room or grab appetizers on the enclosed deck or even head downstairs for a night of dancing and arcade games. You can even book your next event at Barnaby's of America in Havertown and take advantage of their party specials. So for sports, food, and a great experience, stop by Barnaby's of America in Havertown today. In the boot it away is number 33, Luke Siverdelli. The return for the Lions is number two in Ruffin alongside number 21. That is Cal. But turnover's already being a big factor in this one, Steve. Yeah, Marple Newtown capitalizing off the first one. Seven points on the board. So a great way to start this game off for the Tigers. Severdelli gets the signal. High end over and kick. Kick the count. He's going to return it from the five. He's coming to his left where he's met by Riley Philman, who's going to miss him, but... Good job, number 44, and Moss to bottle him up. Cooper Moss, he's great on the special teams, running down there like a madman, comes up and makes an excellent tackle on the ball carrier, but even better job by number one, Riley Philman, to slow up the ball carrier, force him outside, and Cooper Moss was able to uh, bottle him up and <clears throat> stop him short of the 20-yard line. Big momentum swing for the Tigers, Eric, as they got that touchdown to begin this one. Yeah, I mean, you would think they would have taken a touchback, end up on the 25 for Pancras offense, but, you know, not the start we wanted, but, it, you know, it happened. Mills dumbs it to number 13. That is Mark Ullman, but he's going to be tripped up after a gain of three. Good job by Coonan to be right there. A little quick pass out to the side for Pancrest. For about a pickup of two yards there, Dave. Move the ball back one, second down and eight from the 21. Here early, Marple Newtown, 7 nothing lead after the fumble. This Tigers jumped on it. Was Conan. Man goes in motion for Mills. It's going to be pitched to Cal off the far side. He's got some running room. He's going to be met by number 57 of the Tigers. That is A.J. Kachakatsis. Little guy, A.J. Kachakatsis. Comes in and makes a nice play there. 
Again, only 5'8", 165, the sophomore comes and makes a play. Helmet flies off, so he's got to take a playoff. But that play right there, a little pitch play, that's what Pencrest scored on twice last year um, here and Pencrest against Marple Newtown late in the season, which almost derailed Marple Newtown. But I know Coach Harry Gicking has seen that on the film last week and remembers that from last year's game. So they're going to uh, be better prepared for that one. I formation, third down to one. Tigers in the backfield. But number 33 is able to weave his way. That is John Cosgrove in that fullback position. Yeah, a little quick fullback dive. Didn't need much, but give it to the big back there, and he rumbles forward for a first down for Pencrest. The Tigers were able to get a good jump off the ball, but it was nearly third down in inches almost, Steve. First down and 10 from the 31. Six minutes to go here in the first quarter. Mills under center, I formation. Two wide receivers sitting near side. Man goes in motion. That's Ullman. It's going to be play action. He's looking that way. Tigers applying the pressure. Mills decides to tuck it himself, and he is going to be leveled at the 40-yard line. Finally brought down there by Kevin Rankin, defensive tackle. Good pressure there by the DNs. Looked like it was Goodman and Miller who got some pressure, closing the pocket. But Pencrest quarterback, Chris Mills, does a good job of stepping up and getting some yards there on first down. His helmet falls off as well. So now Chris Cello will see his first action. Second down and two. I formation once again for the Lions. Tigers crowding the box. It's going to be a fullback dive, and the Tigers are not surprised. They're going to mark him down. He's going to get one. It's going to be another third down and one conversion, Steve. And Marlboro heads up play there on defense. They see the backup quarterback comes in, so probably not going to throw it. Probably going to be very conservative as they do there. They run a little midline there, give it to the fullback, and uh, Marlboro Town meets him for just a short game, bring up a big third down and one in Pencrest territory. Mills under center. Lions eye formation. He's going to keep him himself, and he appears to have the first down. So the second straight third down conversion for the Lions as flags fly after the play. Eric, do you have any idea? It came so far after the play. Yeah, it's a personal fail on Marple Newtown. It's going to be 15 yards for Pencrest. They're going to move the ball up. Did they mention what player, Eric? Not yet, but it's some kind of unnecessary roughness from gathering up over here. Most likely, when you see that, Steve, you have a large pile. Someone jumping on the Jumping on the pile. They're going to call that almost every time now at the high school. It's been an emphasis by the referees. Yeah. Couldn't say, but uh, nonetheless, Mills is able to pick up the first down, and then they tackle 15 more, so... Now they're in Tiger territory, and we talk about Paoletti, big body. Chris Mills ain't far off, 6'1", 190 pounds, so that QB sneak can be lethal for Pencrest. I formation puts a woman in motion to the near side. It's going to be a handoff, the caught, and he is going to be tripped up after one. Nice tackle there by Han. Han stayed home. He was unblocked. He squeezed down. Wasn't full, didn't over-pursue, and, and met the running back right in the backfield. So great job there from the defensive end position. It looks like more of a patience on this Lions offense, Steve. They want to gain that three, four yards and continue to have the ball, ball possession. Well, a big thing is keep the balls out of the Marple Newtown offensive hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marple Newtown, as they saw in last week's film, they can score. They're a high-power offense. So what do you do? You counter 
by running a nice conservative offense. Shotgun formation for Mills, three wide receivers. It's going to be a handoff to number 20, and he is going to be blown up in the backfield. Mahalik's able to try and get the corner, but not so fast, said three Tigers. Great job there by Mike Miller, the junior defensive end. New position for him this year. Blows up the backfield, brings down the ball carrier, and it's nice to see three other Tigers coming in and ganging up and helping him out there. A big loss there, sent up third down and long for the Pencrest Lions. Third down and 15, three minutes ago here in the first quarter. Marple Newtown leads 7-0 after defensive touchdowns. Conan was able to jump on the fumble. Mills comes out. Three wide receivers. Shotgun formation. Tigers applying the pressure. Mills is looking to throw deep down the field. And it's going to be complete. The number 21 over the middle. That is Zach Hart. He lined up as a wide receiver in the slot. And caught a big target there for Mills. Right down the seam of the field. And, you know, Walper Newtown's best defensive player, arguably. Carmen Cristiano's right there. Meets him as he catches the ball. Gain of 20 on that play, fellas. But, yeah, it's a big gain there and a huge, huge conversion. Much needed for the Lions. Keeps this drive alive. Lions, eye formation once again. Ulming goes in motion to the near side. He meets Ruffin. It's going to be pitched to that side. And Moss blows up the running back behind the line of scrimmage. Caught, got the ball off the pitch, but what a play by Moss. Excellent play there by Cooper Moss. He blows up the backfield. Doesn't look like he was even touched. And uh, he makes a great play. Nice line, right straight line to the running back and brings him down for another loss. Five-yard loss on the carry. Caught the back, Mills under center. Tigers shift to the far side. There's flags thrown as Ullman goes offside, so that's going to back up the Lions five more yards. Yeah, and going back to the last play from our great guys at Huddle, now we have a little replay. Um, <laughs> at the high school level. Yeah, so, but what happened on that last play, a little pitch to the outside. Frontside guard pulls, and uh, defensive tackle, Cooper Maz, does what you're told. Follow where the guard's pulling. Wherever the guard's pulling, that's where the play's going. He follows a guard down the line. He sees the ball pitch. He goes and makes a play. Great job there by the senior defensive tackle. A minute 30 remaining here in the first quarter. Second down and 19 as Mills goes in the shotgun. Two wide receivers to the far side. Puts caught in motion. It's going to be a, a reverse and that's Ullman going off the near side, and what a good job by number 15 of the Tigers to wrap him up before he's able to get the corner. That's Dylan Conan. Dylan Conan, who had a fumble recovery in the end zone earlier in the first quarter, comes up and makes a nice play. That could have been dangerous. I mean, he was the last man at defense there, and he comes up and makes a nice tackle low. That's going to work up another third down and long for this Lions offense. The reverse gains eight, third down and 11. There seems to be some confusion for the Lions. You go I formation. Ullman goes in motion to the far side. It's going to be play action. Mills is looking for the end zone, and it is overthrown, intended for Manny Ruffin. He had his man, just ran out of real estate in the back of the end zone there as Mills throws it to the back of the end zone. So, fourth down, 
Interesting here. I think this is four-down territory if you're Pencrest. Fourth down and 11. 11. They're going to burn a timeout. There's some confusion. The Lions call timeout. Marple Newtown leads 7-0. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Zenith Public Adjusters proudly supports the 2015 Marple Newtown Football Tigers. Coach Dicking and his staff. Zenith Public Adjusters ask, if you feel you may have property damage to your home or business, to allow us an opportunity to review your coverage and consult on the full extent of your damages. All consultations are at no cost. Zenith Public Adjusters remains immensely grateful to all of our existing and past customers. Customer referrals make up over 95% of our client base. When disaster strikes, call morning, noon, or night. Zenith Public Adjusters are open and ready for your call. Call 610-359-8454 for more details. Once again, that is 610-359-8454. Welcome back. Marble Newtown has a 7-0 lead defensively. Offensively, they only had a couple plays before they had a punt. Big drive here for the Lions. Fourth down and 11. Mills under center. Two wide receivers. Ullman goes in motion to the far side. It's going to be a play action. Marple Newtown applying pressure, but it is nearly intercepted. That is going to be a turnover on downs. Yep, and... Ullman ran a nice route right at the sticks. They complete that there. Mills completes that to him. That's a first down, but uh, good coverage there by Marple Newtown. Turnover on downs. And with a 7 nothing lead, Paoletti's going to come out here. And this is really, you know, the first time they've had the ball since, you know, early in the opening possession here. So this offense has been on the sideline for a while. Minute 05, first down and 10 from the 29. Paoletti comes out. Pistol formation spread wide receivers. And I'll tell you what that means. Fresh legs for Marlon Weathers. Filman goes in motion. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers off the far side. But he is unable to escape this defensive line of Pencrest. Great job there by the Lions defense. Number of tacklers in there as well as number 57, Zach Quinn, the junior defensive lineman. So do a good job there for holding Marlon Weathers to no gain. And anytime you can hold him to no gain or one, uh, about a gain of one yard, that's pretty good. So Weathers weaves his way for one, second down in nine from the 30. Most likely the last play here as there's 30 seconds ticking here in the first quarter. Two backs for Paoletti in the shotgun. Low snap, Paoletti's looking to his left. Then he heaves it to his right, intended for Carmen Christiana, who's still on his feet. He is going to take this one all the way home from the 30-yard line. That's a 70-yard touchdown from Paoletti. Clock winding down in the first quarter. At first, I thought that was going to Cameron Mathis, but that ball lands right into Carmen Christiana's hands, and he goes a distance from there. A nice pass, a tad underthrown, but there was some pressure on him after a low snap. But great job all around. Great, great protection up front by the offensive line. And just like that, Marple Town up two scores, pending a Riley Philman extra point. In the attempt to extra point is Riley Philman. Out of a Carmen Christiana hold. Kick is good. Marple Newtown continues. 14 to nothing here with 14 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. 
Searching for a reliable heating and air conditioning company? Then DZO Mechanical is here to fulfill your every need. Privately owned, DZO offers residential and commercial services in heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. Since 2000, DZO has proudly served the Delaware County and Tri-State area, offering customers great service at fair rates. For a free estimate, call DZO at 484-454-3346 or online at www.dzomechanical.com. Welcome back. Paoletti finds Carmen Christiana streaking down the sidelines. That's a 70-yard connection. Eric, I know we're excited over here in the booth. What was it like being on the sidelines? Yeah, just a lot of high fives, uh, chest bumps, and excitement. Uh, you know, you, you said you thought the quarter would run down, and so did I. But, you know, just uh, Carmen got behind the secondary there and just escaped away. It wasn't great coverage, but nice play by Carmen. Anytime you could, you know, make a nice play before the quarter is ending, it's just on a high note. But uh, Pencrest dominated that time of possession, though, in that first quarter so far. Thank you, Eric. In the kick it away for Marple Newtown is 33 Severdelli. To return for the Lions, number two, Ruffin, alongside Cal. 14 seconds remain here in the first quarter. It is a high kick. It's returnable, though, from the 11 is Cal. He's going to come to the near side. He's still on his feet. He gets a block. He's going to go back, and he is going to go off to the far sidelines. He is now past the 40. 35, finally out of bounds at the 30. No flags down on the field. What a good job by Cal. As the quarter ends, Marble Newtown leads 14 to nothing, but the Lions are trying to get on the board. You are listening to Marble Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Come explore the possibilities at Anthony's at Paxson. Whether planning a wedding or grabbing a bite to eat, Anthony's at Paxson has you covered. Located at Paxson Hollow Country Club in Broomall, Anthony's at Paxson offers a great menu in a family-friendly environment with beautiful views of Paxson Hollow Country Club from their patio deck. For reservations, call Anthony's at Paxson today at 610-353-0220, extension 3, or visit www.anthonysatpaxson.com. This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back to Lewis K. Scott Stadium for the beginning of the second quarter. Marple Newtown leads in this one 14 to nothing. But Steve, the Lions have had the ball nearly the entire first quarter. If this game holds up with this score, there's going to be two things you see at after two weeks, all right, and it's going to tell you a lot about this offense. You're going to see the turnover, turnovers in game one. You're going to see the time of possession in game two, and you're going to see Marvin Newton got dominated in both. But when you have a high-power offense like this, it doesn't matter. They can score at any time, any mm-hmm. place on that field, and, and um, it's just a credit to Coach Gicking and the preparation they've done all offseason, but the playmakers on this team, the offensive line. So, this, this as I said, this team is going to score four or five touchdowns a game if not more but again what you what Marlboro's got to do it's already week two in the season they've given up a lot a lot of return yards and just right there they give up more mm-hmm. and Pancras is set up with beautiful field position here down by two touchdowns 58 yard return Steve first down and 10 from the 31 and so you, to your point Steve the aerial attack installed by coach Gicking has been lethal you saw 
Abelhoff last year with receptions. This year, it's a variety of different players to make up for the production. Yeah, you lose Hoff, but Paoletti is oh, ten times better than I mean, he was good last the year. Entire offseason now, and he's I mean, guaranteed the starting quarterback. He is light years better than last year, and that's saying a lot. So, And he's going to spread it around to a lot of these playmakers. Mills under center. Ullman goes in motion. Nearly, nearly tackled in the backfield was Moss, but the handoff goes to number 20 in Mahalik, who powers his legs for a gain of three. And Cooper Moss has been floating around positions since freshman year, and I think he's found his position there, interior line, defensive tackle. Only 5'11", 180, but mm-hmm. as you saw there, he's quick <laughs> off the ball, and I'd rather block a guy that's 6'5", 350, than a guy that's 5'11", 160. Because it's all about that leverage, quick, right? That quickness, you know, it's tough to tough to defend. Mills goes under center. Two tight ends. Ullman goes in motion. It's going to be a jet sweep to the outside. Marple Newtown sets the edge. Good job by number six of the Tigers and Luke Cantwell to blow it up. Luke Cantwell, huge addition in the offseason here for Marple Newtown. The junior just sits home. The outside linebacker position comes up and makes a great tackle to bring up third down for the Lions. Pack on another yard, third down and five for Pencrest. 10.50 here in the second quarter. Marple Newtown leads 14 to nothing. Eye formation for Mills. Now they come out. Number 33 goes to the tight end position. That's Cosgrove. Mills looks to his right. It's going to be a slant pattern. That's going to be caught by Ullman, and that's going to give the Lions another first down. Ullman. Quick little receiver there. Nice little slant route in the soft spot of the field and soft coverage there by Marple Newtown. And he completes it for a first down. Good job there by Mills. A little three-step drop and finds his target. He was looking at Ullman the whole way, and they connect for a line first down. Immediately when Mills got that snap, he looked directly to his right and launched it. He has a big arm as well, so does Paoletti. As he comes out, shotgun formation. Ullman and Ruffin on the far side. Cal goes in motion. It's going to be an option to the far side. Marple Newtown waiting for it. Number 20 gets the pitch along the sideline. That is Mahalik, but not before a gain of about seven, Steve, as they're knocking on the door. Yeah, nice read there by Mills. He strings that defense out. Last second as a defender comes in on him, he pitches it, gives up his body. And gives his running back some more yards to pick up there. So seven-yard gain. So second down and three here for the Lions. As you said, Dave, they're knocking on the door here, trying to put some points up on the board. Just a reminder, we have sideline reporter Eric Dipentima in the red zone for us whenever this play gets near that end zone. Main goes in motion for Mills. High snap. It's going to be a keeper himself. He's going to be blown up at the line of scrimmage. Great job there. Looks like Kevin Hahn and others in on the stop there. Doesn't help that it was a poor snap, and Mills had to do something. Might have been a broken play there because he just runs where no blockers are, and he's met by three Tiger defenders. On those plays, Steve, isn't timing essential, especially when you're having that pitch because it just worked so well on the last play? Again, and there was motion. Anytime you have motion, with jet motion, sweep motion, whatever it is, I mean, timing is very important. Just a, a millisecond of a bad snap throws off the entire play. Tigers go man across the board. Third down and three from the eight. Mills in the shotgun. 
He's going to throw a quick pass to Ruffin, who's behind him. He catches it, but he's going to fall. It's going to be a incomplete. The market incomplete, so fourth down and three. And that benefits them because that would have been a loss of some yards there. That was a backward pass. Check that incomplete. So fourth down and three here. Obvious four down territory for the Lions. To make a substitution here, but let's see what this Tiger defense can do here with a 14-point lead. Checking in, number 33, John Cosgrove for the Lions. As Eric is along that sideline in case anything gets near those sticks. I would look at two things here. Another quick slant to Ullman or maybe that, that pitch play that they like. Playbook's open here. It's only three yards. You can put it in the air or on the ground. Two backs behind Mills who goes under center. He's going to roll. He's going to throw over the middle. But he's decided to keep himself. And he is going to be close to that first down marker. I believe he got it, Eric. Uh, they definitely have to measure. It's it's very close. I, it, they're bringing the sticks out right now. That. Thank you, Eric. As I thought he had the first down when he leaped over, but he had a wide receiver tight end over the middle. Steve, I think that's where he directly wanted to go with the ball. Yeah, he saw it was covered. And again, Mills, he's had some legs on him. He'll, he'll tuck in and run. Big body, 6'1", 190. Couldn't see what defender met him there, but it's going to be close. All right, we're going to send it down to Eric. Eric's right on it. They're measuring right now. No, it no. is short. Short. It is short by like two inches. Two inches short. Tigers ball. Thank Turnover you, on down. Eric's right on top of it. Two inches short gives Marple Newtown another chance on offense. And I'll tell you what, I've been very impressed with this defense. Two weeks into the season, I mean, I knew what this offense had in them. I knew they were going to be high power. But this defense, as you've mentioned a couple times last week, bam, but don't break. Mm-hmm. Force turnovers. And they've done a great job here. When it matters, they've really come up and stepped up. And key guys have been making some plays here. So Paylady's going to take over here. Two-touchdown lead early here in the second quarter, Dave. First down and 10. This drive begins with 8.56 on the clock here in the second quarter. Paylady's under center. Dolgarian goes in motion as the fullback. It's going to be a handoff, I believe, to Fallos, who's going to be bottled up after three. Dolgarian in motion, lead blocker there for Fallos. He gains a few yards there, gives the offense a little more breathing room. Get to almost the 10-yard line there. It's very interesting. When, when they're backed up, they can go in almost any formation. They have the running backs to go eye formation. you got Paoletti to keep himself. Additionally, you can do that play action here, catch him off guard and try to heave it down the field. I mean, this offense is a defensive coordinator's nightmare. I mean, there's so many weapons with Payletti's arm, legs. you got two backs that can run the ball. What mm-hmm. they have on the outside, just, there's a lot you got to pay attention to. Tigers call timeout. They lead 14-0 here, 8-13 on the clock in the second quarter. We will step aside. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Some people say it's hard to find good help today. When fire, water, or wind damages your building, call Home and Business Adjustment Company, where it's easy to find good help. Get good money for good loss. Home and Business Adjustment Company, 610-356-1344. Good help is a phone call away. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. 
Welcome back as Marple Newtown has a 14 to nothing lead over the Lions here in the second quarter. The defense has contributed, Steve. They jumped on that fumble in the end zone, gave them the 7-0 lead. Then they don't break after the long drive that ended. Then Paoletti comes out, throws a bomb to Carmen Christiana, runs it in from 70 yards out. Now they have the ball once again. Yeah, this defense has stepped up, especially the defensive line with Miller, Rankin, Moss, Goodman, Hahn. Uh, these guys have been coming to play. they got a nice rotation going, mm-hmm. and they've been blowing up plays in the backfield. Second down and six for Paoletti and Marple Newtown. Cantwell in at the tight end position. Two wide receivers. Paoletti under center. Puts Dolgari in motion. And there are flags all over the place. Eric, is it an encroachment or a false start? Yes, it's on uh, Peng- uh, No, it's, it's a false start on Marple Newtown. Marple Newtown jumped. Marple Newtown gets called, so that run by Fallos is backed up. It's going to be second down and 11. Not sure what happened there. Looks like the nose tackle moved a little bit, but I guess he was drawn off by the offensive lineman there. But nonetheless, we're going to back up Marple Newtown, Dave. Two wide receivers as Dolgarian goes in motion. It's going to go right. Play action, and it's going to be caught by Dolgarian. Good job by Paoletti to fake the Fallos and goes off the right side, nearly getting the first down. So Dolgarian goes in motion. They run that same play they're going to run before that penalty. Dolgarian goes in motion, stops right about the guard position, and just kind of hides and goes out into the flat as Paoletti rolls out to the right and finds him there. So a nice little slip play there to get uh, Dolgarian wide open. I mean, he just kind of sneaks right out of the defender. Of like that boot pass almost. Exactly. A little boot pass and uh, you know, no one's covering him so nice play there to make it a more uh, manageable third down. Third down and two. Paoletti in the shotgun. 7.30 on the clock. It's going to be Keeper himself going off the near side. He has the first down and more. He is going to be tripped up and tackled down at the 25. Good job by the quarterback. There goes big Tony Paoletti there and helps to have a big guy like that, 6-2-205, in that quarterback position. All you need is three yards. Why do anything fancy there? Get the ball and run it behind your big offensive line. That's what he does there. Picks up a first down for Marple. And the Tigers have options. Marlon Weathers only has one carry in this game. Fallows has two. Now you got Paoletti getting involved. you got to watch out, especially this pass attack as they come out. Spread formation. Filming goes in motion. It's going to be a jet sweep off to the far side, but the Lions do a good job. Setting the edge. Yeah, Pancrest is right there. They're not fooled by that jet sweep to Philman. As he gains about one yard. There's a player down on the field. Will, step aside. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Bryn Mawr Glass has been proudly serving the surrounding communities for over 75 years. We specialize in custom showers and tub enclosures. We also do mirrors, tabletops, fogged or cracked window repairs, even storms and screens. Our knowledgeable staff can provide the most up-to-date information in shower door hardware and designs. So come visit us at our newly remodeled showroom at 729 Westchester Pike in Havertown, Pennsylvania. And go Tigers! The Marble Newtown Football Alumni Association 
is a nonprofit organization that provides support and assistance to the Marple Newtown High School football program. This is accomplished by raising and directly providing funds to the high school football program. In addition, the Alumni Association is to provide an organization through which its members can preserve the legacy of Marple Newtown football and coordinate their efforts to keep connected the people who embodied the spirit of Tiger football. If you're interested in getting involved, please visit MarpleNewtownFootball.com and Click on the Alumni tab. Let's continue to build this great legacy of Marple Newtown football. Go Tigers! This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back. Marple Newtown's player is able to get off the field under his own power, which is great to see. Sets up second down and nine from the 25. 6.42 remaining here in the second quarter. Marple Newtown has a 70-yard connection to Carmen Christiana. Additionally, had a defensive touchdown will make Coach Gicking's father very happy. Nothing like a defensive score. That really pumps up the, the team, and uh, I know they're feeding off that still. Paletti comes out shotgun formation. Fouls and Weathers on his hips. High snap. Paoletti's looking. He's getting pressured. He's going to throw back to his right. It's going to be caught. On the reception is number 12, Dash Dolgarian. But there was pressure in the face of Paoletti. And the offense had some trouble trying to get going here. They've had a few plays here and there. But, again, this offense, I mean, it looks like they're going backwards, gaining maybe a couple yards forward. And the next thing you know, boom, mm-hmm. deep pass or Boom, hands off to Fowler or Marlin, big play. So um, kind of going methodical here. Pancrest, a lot of credit to them. They've done a great job. They watched a lot of film mm-hmm. o- over the week, and they're doing a great job in that front seven of uh, getting some pressure on Paoletti. Spread formation for the Tigers. Twins as Carmen Christiana now goes in motion to near side, makes the trips. It's going to be a wheel route. There's a flag on the play. Paoletti picks up the first down and more. Still on his feet. He's going to take a few Lions with him into the territory, but there's a flag back at the line of scrimmage. That's in the area of a hold. Well, Paoletti, when he gets when he gets going, he's a freight train, mm-hmm. and there's no stopping him. But unfortunately, they're going to bring this one back. So another negative play here for Marple Newtown. Coach, you can, can't be happy with that. Eric, did you see the hold on the offensive line? Did it spring free Paoletti? Yes, it's a, definitely a hold on the offensive line. Yeah, that sprung him right free. You could just tell right there. He just It looked like he was about to get sacked or tackled, and he just had so much open. The floodgates open, per se. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Eric, as the penalty is going to push him back. Third down and 19. You'll probably see another screen pass or something like that. They did the first time, Steve, just to get a few more yards for filming the booted it away. Yeah, at this point, you want to give... Again, it's, it goes back to the field possession. As well as your defense is playing, you know, you can try to get the chunky yards here, but you want to give Philman some room to punt the ball and go and play defense because with five minutes of a go in the half, you do get the ball at halftime. So, uh, Marple Newtown's got a lot now, going Marple in Marple Newtown favorite. got the ball first. That's Tank right. I'm sorry. You're right. Shotgun formation trips to the near side. Pele is rolling to his left, and it's going to be thrown and caught by Dash Dolgarian. He's still on his feet. And he's going to go past the 50-yard line. What a job 
by number 12, Dolgarian. And now there's flags after the play. It's going to be a first down for Marple Newtown, but both players are pushing each other after the whistle. Yeah, not smart there by Dash after making a huge play there. But, again, he got drugged down a little awkwardly. We'll see if they call it offsetting or only on Marple Newtown. 44-yard gain, too, only to be negated, potentially. We'll see. Two flags were thrown, so they'll get the first down, and then depending on who, if it's offset or just on Marple Newtown, they're going to mark it off. But, again. Personal foul against Marple Newtown, and that's all they'll call. So it's going to back up the play from where he got into Pencrest territory. It's going to push him back on the opposite side of the 50. That's where you just got to keep your head, Steve. Yeah, especially after a big play like that. But, as again, he got kind of got pulled down by his horse collar, and the defender didn't let go, and you're just trying to get up and run back to the huddle. and you know. But, again, by him, you just got to walk away. So there's that a 44 completion, and then it's marked off from that 44-yard completion. So yes. Paoletti will get those yards. He's well over Correct. 100 yards in the first yeah, half that, then. That's a dead ball fail. So, And, again, when, when you think they're maybe just run a screen to give Riley Fillman some uh, room to punt, they go with a, a nice big gain there to Dash Dolgarian, and they are. And now another flag is thrown here. Throws it, and then he immediately, the referee goes to talk to Cameron Nathis. Maybe he was already warned about being lined up offsides. I don't know that call, Steve. Can you explain that one to me? You got me beat there. Something with his equipment showing. His 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 pads were showing, and so it's going to be a five-yard penalty, I believe. No, it's going to make it a. Something. I don't know yeah, what's a, going. Eric, a, can you explain? Uh, they're, they're talking to Coach Gicking now. Eric. All right, so the questionable call makes it first down and 15. 5.04 here in the second quarter. Weathers goes in motion to the far side. It's going to be a handoff to Fowler's up the gut, spinning off defenders. His helmet goes off, and now there's another flag. Several flags over the last three plays. Get a little flag happy here late in the first half. If they're calling a face mask, it would be a first down, correct, Steve? Yes, his helmet does fly off, and they don't tell him to leave the game, so... Probably in the vicinity. Yep, they're going to call a face mask there. So the face mask makes it a first down after it was just first down and 15. That's going to be five yards from the spot of the foul. So, and since his helmet came off, and it was, but it was due to a face mask, they're going to allow him to stay in the game here. But during halftime break, we'll get an explanation on that call. We'll let our our listeners know what. What that previous call I had no was clue what that was about. Something with an illegal equipment, but nonetheless, Marlboro Town right at, at midfield. Shotgun formation, three wide receivers. Paoletti is going to hand it off. This time, the Fallows, who's going to weave his way nearly at midfield. Fallows getting some carries here. He's churning those legs. Going to bring up second down here for the Tigers' offense. They're going to mark him short of the 50. It's going to be on the 49, second down and four for the Tigers. Philman checks in. 
Yeah, fellas, what they were saying was Cameron Mathis' shoulder pads were uh, causing the offsides. Totally ridiculous. Shoulder pads causing offsides. That's a new one. As a lion jumps, they don't call it. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers. He's going to bounce it to the outside. He's trying to get the corner, and he does. He dives forward for the first down. A little misdirection there. You fake it to Fallis. You hand it off. Coming back to Marlon Weathers. Doesn't really have anything in the inside. He bounces out. He uses his speed and gets the first down for the Tigers as the clock continues to run here. I'm sitting next to assistant coach Steve Giordano, and, and he was livid, rightfully so. You know, we, we're trying to protect these kids, and, and they're talking, calling offsides on shoulder pads. Totally ridiculous. First down to 10 from the 44. 3.40 remaining in the second quarter. Paoletti shotgun formation. Three wide receivers. He's going to keep himself and go off tackle, but he is going to be tripped up in the backfield. Dives for no gain. That's an excellent play there by Dewar. Number 77, the junior defensive lineman. As You know, you don't see Paoletti go down very easily, except right there for no gain. So going to bring up second down and 10 with we're approaching three minutes to go here in the first half, Dave. 14 to nothing, Marble Newtown on top. They had a connection to Carmen Christiana. 12th play of this drive coming up. 50 yards so far. Big play. Beautiful night here in Media, Pennsylvania. Trips formations in near side. Dolgarian's in motion. He's in the flat. Paletti finds Cameron Mathis over the middle for the first down and more. He's still on his feet. He's going to be tackled down inside the 20. Shoulder back. Shoulder pads are final in this play as Cameron Mathis hauls in a nice strike delivered by Anthony Paoletti with two defenders coming in on Paoletti just delivers a dart as he gets walloped in the backfield. And the sure hands of Cameron Mathis, the captain, hauls it in and picks up some good yardage there. And, again, we, we talk about time possession for Pencrest. Marple Newtown has owned be, it in the yeah, second quarter. It's going to be play 14 here. as They start at about the five-yard line on that turnover on downs by Pencrest. Shotgun formation. Two backs for Paoletti. It's going to be a handoff to Fowler's up the gut, turning those legs. Another good gain and a good push by this Tiger offensive line. Michael Goolsby, the senior defensive lineman, in on the stop. Another misdirection. This time they fake it to Weathers. They hand it off to Jack Fowler's as he picks up some good yardage there. Six yards on first down behind, as you said, that big offensive line on the left side. That's led by Mike Miller and Luke Lazowicki. Two minutes to go here. Tigers knocking on the door. Filming in the slot for the Tigers. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers, who's going to try and make one man miss. He makes a miss. He's going to lower his shoulder, and they're going to see if he's close. He's down at nearly the one. Good job by the sophomore running back. Excellent job there by Marlon Weathers. Another misdirection. This time they go back to Marlon Weathers. And, again, having two threats in the backfield at running back position, really three with Paoletti's legs. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so hard to defend, especially a defensive lineman, a linebacker. You always have to have your head on a swivel. You don't know who the play is going to, but great job there. First down and goal. Marlboro Newtown should be in no rush here with a minute 30 to go. Up by two scores. First down and goal from the three. Tigers still in the shotgun formation, though. Two backs. They got Weathers and Fallows. Fallows on the right side. Weathers on the left. It's going to be a handoff to Fallows up the gut. He did not get it, though. He inches a little closer, though. Goes right behind the center. But you're okay with that as the clock continues to run. Pencrest 
doesn't look like they're going to stop the clock. No, again, you want you want to run this clock out as far as you can because you don't want Pencrest to get the ball back. We saw what they can do in the return game um, with uh, Cal, Zach Cal for the last return after Marpa Newtown's last touchdown. Right. I mean, he returned that about 60 yards there. Uh, so Marpa Newtown's content using this clock to their advantage and trying to punch it in before the half. Eric, our sideline reporters, right on top of this play, second down and goal. Carmen Christiana goes in motion. He's looking that way. Paoletti's going to run it himself, and he is in for another Tiger touchdown. There goes the freight train, Big Tony. He lowers that shoulder on the bootleg. Looked like he had uh, Carmen Christiana in the corner, but sure enough, he just tucks it in and, and scores a touchdown. Mark Newtown, just like that, up three scores. Looks like they're going to be that way going into halftime. So another great first half here for Marple Newtown in game two of the season. In the kick the extra point out of a Carmen Christiana hold is Fieldman. Kick is up. Kick is good. 21 to nothing. Tigers on top with 35 seconds remaining before halftime. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on Tigers Radio Network. With Home and Business Adjustment Company, never hear the words not covered. We can't pay for that. Get good money for good loss of fire, water, and wind damage at Home and Business Adjustment Company. Call 610-356-1344. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back. Paoletti finds the end zone, this time with his legs. Eric would not be fun in front of that freight train as he approaches the end zone. Yeah, he's a he's a bulldozer. Just, you know, he, he runs with such, you know, power. But you know what? Larry and I were talking on the sidelines. Mike Shelley, our center, went down a couple minutes ago with some cramps and some other uh, little minor injuries. And Tommy Long just filled in nicely on the last two drives, snapping the ball pretty nicely and getting out there and blocking. So credit to Tommy just to fill in right there and uh, – Obviously, Big Tony with the, another bulldozing run for another touchdown. That next man up mentality, mentality, Steve, that Coach Kicking has installed. Oh uh, yeah, whether you're as again, whether you're a sophomore or a senior, you're ready to go. No matter if you're number one, number four in the depth chart. But going back to this offense, we saw him score on what a two play drive. Mm-hmm. We saw him last week score on a one play drive. This time, a 16 play drive from inside their 10 yard line, driving downfield. This offense is Chewing dangerous. Chewing up most of the clock. Yes, this offense is dangerous. They can score in any way on the ground, in the air, take up 20 minutes, take up two seconds. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just like that, they're up three scores. 35 seconds remaining as Civerdelli gets a signal. Cal and Ruffin in the return. It's going to be a short squib kick. It's going to be bounced up to the 19. It's going to be returned by number 20 who still finds his way to the 40-yard line. That is Mahalik. And A.J. Kachakatsis in on the stop there for Marple Newtown with 25 seconds to go. We'll see. Not bad field position. Uh, you're across your own 40-yard line, so we'll see what Coach Stroop and uh, his quarterback Mills can do here. He's got a big arm. We've already seen that. Strap. Ball is on the 40. First down and 10. 
Mills comes out. For the Lions. He is going to be under center. It's going to be eye formation. Ullman and Ruffin on the far side as the wide receivers. It's going to be a play action. He is going to heave it over the middle of the field. Nearly intercepted by the Tigers. I believe that's number 16, Cameron Mathis. Cameron Mathis, stride for stride with Manny Ruffin, the converted quarterback to receiver. And great job by Christiana come over with safety help there. As Mills, we saw that arm strength right there on that play a few times, but especially on that play, it's just a tad overthrown. And Mathis almost was able to haul that in. It's a 40-yard pass that he just threw. Almost went directly into his hands. Good coverage by the Tigers. He had Christiane on the play as well. 18 ticks remaining. Second down and 10. I formation. Last minute adjustments by the Tigers defense. It's going to be a fullback dive up the gut. Hand off to Cosgrove. They give him four and the clock will wind down. That will do it here. For the first half at Lewis K. Scott Stadium. Tigers on top, 21 to nothing. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and the Tigers Radio Network. The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast in full or in part is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. Hey, the Tigers look pretty good. Pain heels. Cheat stick scars. Glory. Last forever. That's it. That's it. I want you to think about all those mean people. They're going to be your tackling fuel. Tackling fuel. We're going to use them to play football. Tackling fuel. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You're listening to Marple Newtown High School Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Now back to call the second half of tonight's game. Here is Dave DePasqua, Steve Reynolds, Eric DePantima, and Jim Olsman. Welcome back. Marple Newtown on top. 21 to nothing here. It is halftime. I'm Dave DePasqua alongside Steve Reynolds and Eric DePentima. Tigers clicking on all cylinders. Defensively, they jumped on top of a fumble to get it started. 7-0. Then the defense did not break. 
Paoletti comes out, throws it a streak down the sideline. Carvin Christiana runs it in from 70 yards out to make it 14. And lastly, the 16-play drive. Paoletti runs it in to make it 21 to nothing. Great start for the Tigers, Steve. Yeah, I mean, they've done it on both sides of the ball. Got to, you know, shore up those special teams in the return game once again. Uh, we saw some struggles in the first game of the season, but uh, we'll see here as they're going to come out here and kick it off. But I mean, really the story here is that is that defense. I've uh, been doing a great job uh, after Marlboro Town struggled with uh, a three and out in the first possession. Uh, they have to punt it away, and defense comes with a huge defensive touchdown. Then they stop turnover on downs. Um, they're just doing a great job setting up the offense. And then on the other side of the ball, the offense, quick strikes, touchdown. Next thing you know, a 16-play drive, about 90-plus yards down the field before the end of the half. So this offense, as we know, can score at any moment. They can chew up the clock if they need to. Um, but you know, a lot of weapons out there. I'd like to see how they respond now coming into the second half. They've been doing a great job. No turnovers thus far, which is great. Big improvement from last year, mm-hmm. uh, last week. Uh, the penalties have to be limited, but the main thing is this coverage unit. I mean, we want you got to get this assured. It's only game two. It's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And with these special teams, you usually put sophomores out there, guys. You got to get your start some no rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dave and, and Steve, I, I I have some uh, stats when when Steve finishes up. Go ahead, Jim. So in the first half, Marple Newtown seven first downs to Pencrest five. Steve, to what you were just speaking about, I think here's one the, the one key stat, total yardage for Marple Newtown, 219 to Pencrest, 72. The time of possession was even, for the most part, Marple Newtown, 12 minutes, 40 seconds. Pencrest, 11 minutes, 20 seconds. Anthony Paoletti was 7 for 8 for 154 yards and one touchdown. Pencrest, Chris Mills, 3 for 7 for 33 yards. We had a passing net yardage for Marple Newtown, 154 yards. You said of Pencrest 53 rushing yardage, 16 for 65. Pencrest was 17 for 39. Pencrest had the one lost fumble. That was uh, picked up for Mar- by Marple Newtown and returned for a touchdown in the end zone. And then penalty yardage is 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 a problem, Steve. I think this is probably the the, the biggest problem so far through. Uh, one and a half weeks. Penalty yardage for Marble Newtown, 7 for 60 tonight. Pencrest has 2 for 10. Marble Newtown's 3 for 5 on third down conversions to Pencrest, 4 for 6. Um, we had the one long punt by Philman for 60 yards. So um, that's that's kind of the tail of the tape. Um, there's some individual stats there, but I, I, I go back to the penalties. I think this would be a much different game, um, uh, Steve. Maybe with, maybe, maybe, you know, one more score by Marple Newtown if they didn't get that couple of those rash, a couple of penalties in that one drive. That, that drive just seemed to go on forever. Luckily, they were able to bounce back. But, uh, you know, what does a coach tell a team at halftime that's already up 21 that wants to have that propensity to come out sloppy, Steve? Well, you, you kind of got to look away from the scoreboard. 0-0 zero, zero coming in the second half. You know Coach Hicken's selling them in the halftime. Um, you, know, you can't be content with a 21 nothing lead. I mean, this is high school football. Anything can happen, and we saw in the return game. I mean, they can come down here and return a ball, you know, for a touchdown. Like, just like right that, it's 21-7. It. Uh, so you got to come out here, and you got to have your foot on the gas pedal. You can't let up. And they did the same thing last week. I believe they had a 28-7 to lead going into the half. 
Um, and Coach Gicking, you know, had them come out, and they shut out Carroll in the second half. So, you know, Coach Howard Gicking's telling them, you know, let's keep this shutout, and on the other side, let's score some more points. So you got to just, you know, keep going, but you got to clean up. As Jim said, there's penalty yards. Seven yards and penalties are way too much in one half of football. So let's see if they can clean that up. Eric on the sidelines, first half thoughts. You know, Marple Newtown, the key for me was just the big plays, you know, the big play on defense in that first quarter to get that touchdown, and then the big play to uh, Cameron Mathis, the long, t- or I'm sorry, to Carmen Christiana at the long reception. Mm-hmm. Um, those big plays were key for them. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen much of uh, Marlon Weathers. It's, Jack Fallows has been more of the feature back, but, um, you know, very promising this week. No turnovers this uh, so far. And I think that's huge. Uh, zero turnovers compared to what they had five or six last week. Um, you know, that's something I'm looking at right now. And, um, you know, the defense, anytime you have a shutout going into the uh, second half is huge. So that's what I'm taking away. Defense has been really good this week. Um, no turnovers. But then again, like Jim said, you know, the, the uh, penalties, you know, that that's something like just like the turnovers, you shoot yourself in the foot, those uh, penalties, especially those extracurricular ones, those uh you know, taunting and unnecessary roughness, those penalties that they really need to avoid because when they start playing those powerhouse teams, you know, they can't afford to shoot themselves in the foot. Thank you, Eric. Scores around the league. Game of the week, Ridley, zero. Haverford, zero. That's all tied up at zero at halftime. Academy Park on top, 14. I'm trying to be short, but, like, sometimes I just ramble on. Unionville, 12. Interboro 35, Norristown yeah, 0. They're up four or five touchdowns. And there's like... Then we have. Sorry, Dave. It's no problem. Garnet Valley leads Upper Darby 38 14 at the half. So those are the scores around, around the league, Steve. As you can see, Garnet Valley has another powerful squad returning, but Marple Newtown doesn't face them this year. Well, I know. Some will say it's a good thing. Others will say, you know, they want a shot at them. But uh, mm-hmm. I believe they're in the they're six A this year. Marple's five. So they won't even see them if you know so happened. Both teams are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, Garner Valley, another strong year by them. It looks like yeah. we, we know w- our we know our man down in Myrtle Beach is putting all the all the teams together for us. That is Greg Pecco. He does a great job. He did the intro. He does halftime. He's our player of the week that was Anthony Paoletti and looks like he's going to earn it once again after performance but only one half. Tail two halves. That's right as Marbutown comes out on the field now didn't think they were going to come out in the second half. It's getting a little worried there Dave. <laughs> they, they, they strut out on the field. They're warming up here. But again 21 point lead. Uh, they're going to kick off here. Let's see what this defense can do. Um, they've only trapped for about Five minutes all season long in two games uh, last week when uh, Carroll scored right away. So they jumped on top, yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot different when you have a big lead and you're playing some defense here. So let's see if they keep up the pressure on the quarterback. And we'll see what Pancras does coming out here. You know, Mills has that arm. We'll see if they start throwing throwing the ball here. They have to stick to their game plan. they got to keep running it, keep Marple Newtown honest. Uh, but as we saw, Mills can throw it over the top to his receivers. With that being said, though, a player that has been called several times tonight in the first half is Moss. He's doing a fantastic job at the defensive tackle possession and causing havoc for Mills in the backfield. He's a quick little guy, again. Doesn't crack 200 pounds on the scale. About 170, 5'11", 
but he's quick, quick off the ball, and he calls a habit for the center, the guard. He just shoots gaps and uh, has, has been, you know, getting pressure on Mills and been making plays in the backfield. So he's been doing a great job as well as Mike Miller and Kevin Hahn. So defensive line did come to play today. Wide receiver to keep an eye on was Dash Dolgarian. He was able to make the one big play going down the sideline. Additionally, he did a good job being the lead blocker for Jack Fallows. Yeah, I mean, they'll put him at tight end, halfback, um, you know, tailback. Like a Swiss Army knife. Exactly. He'll, they'll split him out wide, put him in the slot. I mean, he can play a lot of positions there. Uh, so Dash is, uh, is one of their utility players and. um Kind of like Abelhoff where you can line him up anywhere. Dash is that mm-hmm. same way. He's a tough kid. He'll block you. He'll hit you in the mouth. But he'll also, he'll also beat you with those legs because he's got some speed on him. Thoughts going into the second half, Eric, as we are about one minute from kickoff. You know, Larry and I on the sidelines were just talking a, a few minutes ago. Just This, this drive is critical um, for Pencrest on offense. You know, if they score, it's 21-7. You know, you, you might put a little pressure on Marple. Um, this this drive is defining, I think, for the rest of this game. But um, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing a nice uh, second half. I think they can the defense can carry it over. It's been they've been playing with a lot of momentum, so I, I, I like Marple's chances. But you know, you can't. This is one of them things. You can't let uh, Pancras get back in the game because you know they're one of them. Uh, you know, they'll hang. You let them hang around just like we did last year. You know, you never know. So, I think turnovers will be a. And emphasis, especially in the second half, you're up 21 to nothing. You want to take care of the ball. Maybe don't take that extra chance if Paoletti has to go over the middle. Yeah, again, you got to protect the ball, especially with a lead. You don't want to turn that over. But, again, that's what old coach mine once said. First drive of the second half is the most important one. So we'll see what Pencrest has in them. I know they're not going to give up here. This is a tough team, a veteran team. A lot of these guys have been going both ways for three years now. So, um I know they want to, uh, you know, try to mount a comeback here. So we'll see what they can do here once they receive the kickoff to start the second half, Dave. Back in return for the Lions, number 21, Zach Caught. He is alongside wide receiver number two, Manny Ruffin. In the kick it away for the Tigers is Civerdelli. Civerdelli has done a good job replacing George Lambrizio. It's hard to replace a kicker that goes to the next level. He's now playing at Westchester, but he's filled in. He's doing a good job. He's always kicking about the five-yard line for the opposing team. Civerdelli gets a signal, and it is a high kick. It's going to be bounced at the 11, and that's where Ruffin will take it. He's going to come to the far sideline. Then he cuts to the near sideline. He gets the corner and is taken out of bounds, and it's going to be a late hit on the Tigers. As they push him out of bounds, that will give him Marble Newtown territory. So once again, a big return there by Pancrest Lines. Ruffin gets the outside and goes up the sideline there. And great, great field position once again for Pancrest as they're going to tack on another 15 yards for a late hit. So Pancrest with excellent, excellent territory to try to get some points on the board this opening drive in the second half, Dave. If there's been any weakness in the first six quarters of action this year it has to be kickoff for the way the teams are just starting off in marple newtown territory yeah it, you know it's, it's been a real issue and um yet, you know it's something you just got to keep correcting in film see who belongs on there who doesn't but uh it's something you definitely have to correct 
Mills comes out. I formation. Ullman goes in motion. It's going to be a fullback dive to Cosgrove, who's going to be bottled up after two. Good job there by A.J. Katrakatsis and Cooper Moss coming to make the play there. A.J. Katrakatsis and friends on the stop. Ball is down on the 30. They're going to give him additional yard. Ball spot on the 37. Second down and seven. Mills comes at I formation. Two wide receivers. Cosgrove the fullback. Ullman goes in motion to the far side. He's going to look, and it's going to be intended to Ullman on the slant route. He's unable to reel it in. Yeah, like a little quick pop pass. The omen there. Um, he completes that. He has one man to beat. That's Carmen Christiana. And he's off to the races. But uh, fortunately for Marple Newtown, just off his fingertips, going to bring up a third down here for the Lions offense. Third down in seven. 11 11 on the clock here in the third quarter. Coming at you live from Media, Pennsylvania. I formation for Mills. Ullman goes in motion to the far side once again. It's going to be a handoff to Cal up the middle. He's trying to bounce it to the outside. Tiger's trying to strip out the ball. Is loose. Carmen Christian is holding it. Oh, that, that they was, didn't call a fumble. That was a very early win. I don't know if that ball went out of bounds, but that ball was out. That ball didn't go out of bounds. That ball was well out before he hit the ground, so. That's a missed call there by the referee. Uh, but nonetheless, that's a little misdirection play there. Tigers are not full. Dash Dolgarian comes up. He stripped the ball. You yeah, saw him physically go after the ball. He stood up the player, made the tackle, and stripped the ball. That ball was well out. I'm surprised they blew that whistle early. Um, if that was on the Marple sideline, <laughs> that sideline would have erupted. So loss. fortunate for the Lions to get that ball back. There's a loss of one. Fourth down and eight. They're going to go for it. Mills is going to roll to his left, and he's going to throw it over the middle. It is going to be incomplete, nearly intercepted. Good job to drop the ball as Mathis because the Tigers would start it in better field position. I think Mathis dropped that on purpose. That's smart heads-up play by him. So the t- Tigers take over on downs on the 38. They will start their second-half drive with 10-15 remaining here in the third quarter. Paoletti comes out. If you missed the first half, he is connected on all his passes except one. Good to see Shelly back out on the field after going out early in the first half. Twins for Paoletti. Weathers goes in motion. Bad snap. It's going to be a keeper by Paoletti up the gut. He has the first down and blows up the secondary player. He is a freight train, Steve, after he gets the first down. Ball's going to be spotted on the 50, gain of 12. A little low snap there. It looks like they were going to run a jet sweep to Marlin in motion, but Paletti just takes the ball and goes, he goes right up the middle behind his two guards, Diamond and Miller, and his center, Shelley, and he picks up some nice yards here for a first down, lowers his shoulder, and... Next time those defenders come up, they're going to be a little more careful when they meet Paoletti. Paoletti makes a broken play, another first down. Ball is spotted on the Pencrest 49s. Attack on another yard. Four wide receivers, Paoletti in the pistol. Fallows, the back, it's going to go that way, up the middle, but he is going to be bottled up at the line of scrimmage. Good job by the Pencrest defense. Yeah, Pencrest is there this time. Big number 55. 
for um, the Pencrest Lions, Mike Wilson, and number 17 in on the stop there. They mark him back one yard, so it's going to be a loss of one for Fallis. Right there is the fake jet there. Dive play right to Jack Fallis, but the Lions defense was not full. They make a nice play in the backfield for a loss of one. Twins formation once again. Paoletti in the pistol. Weathers behind him. Paoletti snap. He's going to look to his left. It's going to be complete to Matthews who runs up the field for another Tiger first down. Ball will be spotted down at the 32. Number eight in on the tackle, Jaden Brennan, the junior defensive back. And Cameron Mathis, again, finds a soft spot in the defense. And it seems like every time he catches the ball, he's, he's open. He's a great route runner. He's just very smooth out there. Just catches it, turns around, tries to make a play. And, uh, you know, what, what an athlete. Uh, Baseball commit to Villanova, the senior is. So, great athlete and a great weapon for Paoletti. 17-yard pitch and catch. First down and 10 from the 33. Paoletti throws over the middle intended for Riley filming going up the seam. Paoletti wants that one back. He had filming wide open. Filming's lined up in the slot position just right down in the seam on the hashes and just a tad overthrown. It's going to bring up a second down and 10. Steve, I see this on Sundays. I see it on Saturdays and Friday nights. How does a player's helmet continue to fall off? <laughs> it amazes me. If you have it buckled up all the way up, it should not come off your, your head. Yeah, that, that thing's got to be tight on you. I mean, depending on if you get hit hard or not. But I, I know That's what, the fourth I know player mean, yeah. tonight that had a helmet, so they have to run off the field. So a substitute goes on the Tigers' offensive line. Second down and 10 for Paoletti in the shotgun. Two backs. It's going to go to Fallos off the left side. He's going to carry a few line defenders with him, but he's going to find his way for one or none. Yeah, Fallos trying to go behind his pulling guards there, but nothing doing. He picks up about one yard there, and it's tackled by a line defender. They will give him one yard on the carry. Eight minutes to go here in the third quarter. Tigers on top, 21 to nothing. Paoletti doing a good job commanding his troops as they go to the line of scrimmage. They're just taking time, no rush. No need to rush here if you're Marbury Top. Three scores here in the third quarter. Bulgarian in the slot, three wide receivers. Two backs. Flag thrown down, I believe. No. Timeout, Marple Newtown. Tigers on top, 21 to nothing. 7.33 remaining here in the third quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck-related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarkleNewtownFootball.com. Welcome back. 
Marble Newtown burns their first time out of the second half here at the 7.33 mark. They're on top, 21 to nothing. But looking to score here in the second half for the first time. Third down and nine, Steve. Let's see what Coach Kicking got in his, in his playbook. Well, I expect Pele to step back here and let it rip. Third down and nine, as you said, Dave. We'll see what they come out here formation-wise. Formation-wise, they come out. Three wide receivers, Dolgarian in the slot. Two backs in Weathers and Fallows. Paoletti, play action. Good job to connect with Fallows down the sidelines. He's at the 10. He makes one man miss, and he walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Marple Newtown. There goes the ghost, Jack Fallows, coming out of the backfield there. Catching it toward the Tiger sideline. It looked like, you know, he was going to run out of bounds, but he stays in bounds, makes a little move across into the end zone for his first touchdown this season. Jack Fallows, what a great reception there. And Marlon Weathers just shows you how well those two work together. Marlon Weathers had, make, picks up a great block on the backside for Paoletti as a free defender was coming in. But, um, you know, one guy runs the ball, one guy blocks for him. The other guy runs the ball, the other guy blocks for him. Just great guys. They complement each other very well. Filming the kick the extra point. It is up. It is good. Tigers take a 28 to nothing lead after a 32 yard connection to Fallows puts them on top. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. If you love Philadelphia sports and good food, then there's no better place to catch a game than Barnaby's of America in Havertown. Located off the Broomall Havertown exit of the Blue Route, Barnaby's is the place to be for the big game. You can enjoy dinner in their dining room or grab appetizers on the enclosed deck or even head downstairs for a night of dancing and arcade games. You can even book your next event at Barnaby's of America in Havertown and take advantage of their party specials. So for sports, food, and a great experience, stop by Barnaby's of America in Havertown today. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Fallows gets the Tigers back on the board after the connection from 32 yards out. Paoletti connects for his second touchdown through the air. He has one on the ground. 7.24 here remaining in the third quarter. Eric, that was a beautiful play. The Fallows to tiptoe the sideline. Eric? Yeah, um, yeah, that was a, you know what? I, that was such a great play by Jack because we always talk about how he never stops moving his feet. You know, he could have easily went out of bounds. He could have easily just got tackled and went down, but Jack never stops moving his feet, and that's kind of why he got in. He just didn't give up on the play. You know, I don't know about you guys, but Jack's kind of one of them guys I, I just love rooting for. Um, you know, the adversity he went through last year and, and just uh, how great of a young man he is. It's nice to see Jack in the end zone. Civerdelli does a squib kick as Cal is going to return it from the 10. Tigers able to trip him up. Good job by number 13 of the Tigers in Alden Mathis. That's the best job they've done kicking off pretty much for the all season so far. Yeah, a little strategically there. They do a squib kick to get your guys down there um, a little faster. And, uh, you know, it's a little harder for the returner to pick up the ball rather than catching it in stride mm-hmm. and having a full sprint ahead. But, uh, you know, great job there. Great to see Marple Newtown uh, be able to cover that kick. Mar- Marple Newtown 
Pumps out on defense. Ball is spotted on the 25. First down and 10. 7-17 to begin this drive for Mills. Who comes out in the shotgun. Two wide receivers to the far side. Cal goes in motion. It's going to be an option that way. As Mills keeps himself. And he is going to flip forward to the 32. Good job by him to gain seven. Tommy Long, the linebacker, comes up and makes a nice play. They will give him seven. As the clock continues to run, 6.44, 6.43, 6.42 here in the third quarter. Mills has strips to the near side. Now he moves Cal to the left side. Cal comes back to the right side this time. It's going to be a screen pass to Manny Ruffin, who's going to be tripped up after a gain of four. Good job by Cameron Mathis to stop a big play from occurring. Nice play there by Ruffin. Catch that ball. Dangerous pass by Mills, but he's able to catch it, pick up the first down. But as you said, Cameron Mathis, that's a touchdown-saving tackle right there. Even though he picked up the first down, could cause a lot more damage there, and Mathis was able to come up and make a a shoestring tackle there. First down and 10 from the 36. Two wide receivers to the far side. Ruffin's the farthest wide receiver. Mills is going to hand it off to Cal. Mahalik, excuse me, and a huge block. Ball's going to be down at the 49, 13 yards to Mahalik. But what a job by the Lions offensive line. Looked like Ruffin made a nice block there to spring Cal free for another first down. And the Lions look like they have uh, some momentum here trying to uh, close this gap of 28-0. So the Lions showing they're mixing up. They're going to throw in some play action and go along with some running games. So they will not bend in that three wide receivers shotgun formation. Mills looking to his left, and he's going to throw it over the middle, and it is going to be blown up. What a hit by Carmen Christiana over the middle. And then they throw a late flag. That That is that's terrible. Well, I see I see why they did throw it. I see why they did throw it. It's a defenseless receiver, but it's just very late. Very late flag thrown. You can't have a delay like that and not call the other one. They taught it, so they look at the scoreboard. They throw the flag. Flag should have been thrown a lot earlier there. I, I see where, where, why they throw it. I see why they think it was a targeting, but something you got to see on film. Such a bang bang play there. But you but can't de- delay like no, that. No, not though. that long. That, no, they waited until the crowd reacted to throw the flag. That's a sideline call right there. Luckily, the players got up. No one was injured on that one. Um, usually, if a player's injured, he's on the floor, on the ground. That's when you kind of, unfortunately, that's when you finally see a flag. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, luckily, everyone's up. No one's injured there. But, unfortunately, Another penalty, first down, automatic first down for Pencrest. Mm-hmm. And that's how you keep teams in the game. Carmen Christian over the middle as they're waiting the official signal. Mills in the shotgun, three wide receivers. Man goes in motion. It's going to be a pitch to Cal on the near side, making the play 
on the edge is number six of the Tigers, Luke Cantwell. He's had a good game. Cantwell does a good job there, stringing that along. Same with A.J. Katrakatsis. Cantwell able to bring down the runner for a short gain. Marpenutown continuing this four-touchdown lead here late in the third quarter, Dave. Good job by the Tigers' defense holding the line to no points so far. That bend-don't-break mentality. Mills shotgun formation. Two wide receivers to the far side and Ruffin. Cal goes in motion to make a trips. It's going to be a little bubble screen to Allman on the far side. He picks up one block, makes one man miss. He's at the first down marker and more carrying Tigers. He is going to be within the 20, if not the 21. Great run there. Catch a run by Ruffin. You said a little bubble. Pass there from Mills to Ruffin. And about a two-yard pass, and he takes it from there for about another 10 yards and another first down. So Pancrest doing a great job moving the ball here on this Tiger defense. Reminder, we have Eric DePentimo when we get within the red zone. It's almost there. Ball's on the 21. First down and 10. Four minutes to go here in the third quarter. Lions driving. Cal goes in motion for Mills. It's going to be a handoff to number 20 on the counter play. That's Mahalik. We're still in the 20. We're sorry, Eric. He's like a kid at Christmas time. His parents are telling him, wait, wait upstairs. Wait till you can come down to open the presents. We're, we're, we're almost there, Eric. We're almost there. We're at yeah, the 21. We need, uh, you know, about a yard and a half. Eric, Eric, stop talking. We're not there yet. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. All right, okay. All right. <laughs> Second down and 10 after the counter play. Lions come out with Mills. <laughs> We like to have fun up here. Oh, absolutely. You got to. Clock continues to wind. Two wide receivers in the near side, Allman and Ruffin. Mills in the shotgun. Calc goes in motion. It's going to be dumped down into the flat. There's a flag on the play. Caught by Allman, but we're going to see what the penalty is. Eric, this is your opportunity now. It's it's in the area of holding on Pencrest. It's on Pencrest. It's gonna. They're gonna be moving back. So they will push him back. See what the official call is by the head referee. Illegal shift on the Lions. I believe that is a five-yard penalty, setting up second down and fifteen from the twenty-six. So not quite the 20, Eric. After the penalty. Yeah, the refs are trying to keep him off air. They're pushing Pankras back outside that red zone. <laughs> Good job by the Tigers' defense. They're keeping everyone in front of them. You've seen a couple bubble screens and a couple counters, but Tigers are staying at home and being patient. Three wide receiver set once again. Play action. Mills is looking back to his left. And he throws it over the middle. Caught by Cal in the end zone. Lions on the board from 26 yards out. Mills finds Cal. Great job there by Mills. Had great time back there. Looked like Han was coming in on him, closing in on him. But he was able to get the ball out. And Cal runs a nice route down the seam and hauls that in. Takes a nice big hit by uh, Cameron Mathis. But is able to hold on. And just like that, 
The lines are on the board for the first time tonight. Hughes to kick the extra point out of a Beneke hold. Kick is up and it is good. Lions get on the board. Tigers on top, 28 to 7 here with 2.54 remaining in the third quarter. We will step aside. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Come explore the possibilities at Anthony's at Paxson. Whether planning a wedding or grabbing a bite to eat, Anthony's at Paxson has you covered. Located at Paxson Hollow Country Club in Broomall, Anthony's at Paxson offers a great menu in a family-friendly environment with beautiful views of Paxson Hollow Country Club from their patio deck. For reservations, call Anthony's at Paxson today at 610-353-0220, extension 3, or visit www.anthonysatpaxson.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. So Lions get on the board, Eric. You saw the touchdown. We weren't quite in the red zone, but that was a nice throw by Mills. Yeah, I mean, Mills Mills really can thread the needle there like he did on the, the play where Carmen got called for the uh, targeting penalty. I mean, he, he, he's got a nice ball. I mean, Cal, Cal took a nice hit there, but uh, just tremendous poise in the pocket by Mills to make that, make that throw over the middle and up the seam for uh, Pencrest to get on the board. I know Harry Gicking's upset about this, losing that shutout. Absolutely. In the kick it away for the Lions is Patrick Hughes. The return for the Tigers is Weathers alongside Carmen Christiana. It's a high kick. It looks like it's going to go out of bounds, but instead Carmen Christiana is going to take it at the 20. Still on his feet, tiptoeing the sidelines and will be take, tackled down. That's a good return there by Carmen Christiana. It's close to the 40-yard line. Gives Marple Newtown and Paoletti and this offense some decent starting field position here with a 28-7 lead here, Dave. Ball is spotted on the 39. Good job by Carmen Kirchiana, the senior. Drive will begin with 2.47 here in the third quarter. Paoletti comes out. Pistol formation, four wide receivers. For Marple Newtown. Behind him is Marlon Weathers. It's going to go to Marlon Weathers. He's going to bounce it to the outside. Makes one man miss. Makes a second man miss. It's going to be seven yards. No, that's... There's a flag after the play. Unsportsmanlike conduct against Pencrest. There's some, been some players talking back and forth. There's a man down on the field. We're going to step aside. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Brynmar Glass has been proudly serving the surrounding communities for over 75 years. We specialize in custom showers and tub enclosures. We also do mirrors, tabletops, fogged or cracked window repairs, even storms and screens. 
Our knowledgeable staff can provide the most up-to-date information in shower door hardware and designs. So come visit us at our newly remodeled showroom at 729 Westchester Pike in Havertown, Pennsylvania. And go Tigers! Searching for a reliable heating and air conditioning company? Then DZO Mechanical is here to fulfill your every need. Privately owned, DZO offers residential and commercial services in heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. Since 2000, DZO has proudly served the Delaware County and Tri-State area, offering customers great service at fair rates. For a free estimate, call DZO at 484-454-3346 or online at www.dzomechanical.com. Welcome back as the Tiger... Goes off the field under his own. First down and 10 for the Tigers. After the unsportsmanlike conduct, ball's going to be spotted down in Pancrest territory. It's going to be on the 39. First down and 10 for Paoletti. Comes out. Twins wide receiver in the slot. It's going to be a handoff to Marlon Weathers, who gets a full head of steam, but is blown up after a gain of five. Ball is loose. Tigers dive on it. The play is dead. And this time, Marlon Weathers gets the ball there. Looked like it came out late. Helmet off, so he's going to have to come out of the game. Marlon Weathers, let's go back to him and. You know, just trying to find creases, not always having holes there, but, you know, he'll bounce the outside and cut it back in. Not a guy that will initially go right to the outside. He'll he'll try to find holes in the middle and take what he can get there. And it was a good run there on first down. Move the ball back one yard, so it's going to be a pickup of four for Weather. Second down and six with two minutes to go here in the third quarter. Trips formation to the near side. They blow it dead. Appears to be a false start on the Tigers. Is that correct, Eric? Yeah, somebody on the offensive line jumped there. We're going to move the Tigers five yards. Eric, what is the what is Coach Gicking telling his players? Because it seems like a lot of chirping's going on now on the field. He's first and foremost, he's telling everybody to get behind the line so they don't get a sideline warning or you know just another dumb penalty. He's trying to keep them back and and he's really just trying to tell them to close their mouths and let's finish this game strong because. You know, we, last thing we need is a fight on the field or something to get like that. So he's just trying to tell them to calm down, move behind the line, and, and just and just have good sportsmanship. Thank you, Eric. Second down and 11. Handoff goes to Fowles up the gut. Makes one man miss. Makes a second man miss. Lowers his shoulder. He's going to be marked down at about the 35. Good job by Fowles. Excellent run there by Jack. He goes to the right side of the line and weaves his way in for a few yards there. Bring up a third down here for the Tigers' offense. Third down and six. Third and six for Marple. Ball the as Fallos checks out. Checking in is Marlon Weathers. Pistol formation. Behind Paoletti is Weathers. In motion goes Tui. Handoff goes to Weathers off the near side. He makes one man miss. He's got a second man miss. He's still on his feet. Lowers his shoulder. He is within the 15. 20-yard carry by Weathers. Outstanding run there by Weathers. Cuts to the outside. 
goes towards the sideline and lowers his shoulder before he goes out of bounds. Another first down for Marple Newtown as they let this clock run, and we're close to the fourth quarter here, Dave. Checking in for the Tigers, this Ballas and Philman. Checking out is Dolgarian. Alongside is him is Mathis. See a bunch of new faces now in as there's 44 seconds to go here in the third quarter. First down and 10 from the 15. Shotgun formation, two uh, two running backs. Misdirection is going to go to Weathers. He makes one man miss. He takes another one with him, nearly getting a second first down. Good job by him to get past the line of scrimmage and weave his way through the linebackers. Clock continues to whine after the gain of six, Steve. That was a little speechless there. It didn't look like he was going to get up because it looked like a guy jumped on late on the pile. And you got to watch that if your coach kicking with a big lead like this and he's going to call his guys to the sideline and let this clock run out. Smart move by him. That will do it here in the third quarter. Tigers on top, 28-7 to as we head to the fourth. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. The Philly Pretzel Factory is home of the real Philadelphia pretzel. Whether it's for a sporting event, a party, or a quick snack, you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver an authentic, high-quality, and great-tasting pretzel at a great value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Balsam, and Bryn Mawr, or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back for the fourth quarter here in Lewis W. Scott Stadium. Tigers have a commanding 28-7 lead, looking to find the end zone once again. Eric's along the sideline. What did Coach Gicking tell his tell his troops as he heads into the fourth? Well, he's still harping on the fact that we got to just calm down out there and don't take those dumb penalties because things got a little riled up there in the third and even carrying over from the first half. But also, he's just saying, like, this drive's important. Let's put them away. Let's get a touchdown here, and, and, and let's just uh, go up go up four touchdowns to uh, put this game away. Thank you, Eric. Paoletti's in the shotgun. Two running backs. Second down and three from the eight. Luke Cantwell goes in motion to the far side. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers, and he is going to be into the end zone. Touchdown, Marple Newtown. Great run there by Marlon Weathers. He breaks across the goal line for another Marple Newtown touchdown. As the players down on the field, we will step aside. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association is a nonprofit organization that provides support and assistance to the Marple Newtown High School football program. This is accomplished by raising and directly providing funds to the high school football program. In addition, the Alumni Association is to provide an organization through which its members can preserve the legacy of Marple Newtown football and coordinate their efforts to keep connected the people who embodied the spirit of Tiger football. If you're interested in getting involved, please visit MarpleNewtownFootball.com and Click on the alumni tab. Let's continue to build 
this great legacy of Marple Newtown football. Go Tigers! For 30 years, Gillen & Associates, located in Media, Pennsylvania, has provided clients in Delaware County and the Philadelphia area with a wide range of legal services. So if you're in need of legal assistance, Dave DePasqua at Gillen & Associates is at your service. Dave is a Newtown Square resident and can serve your legal needs with concentrations in estate administration, estate planning, and civil litigation. To schedule a free consultation, call 610-565-2211. That's 610-565-2211. Zenith Public Adjusters proudly supports the 2015 Marple Newtown Football Tigers, Coach Kicking, and his staff. Zenith Public Adjusters ask, if you feel you may have property damage to your home or business, to allow us an opportunity to review your coverage and consult on the full extent of your damages. All consultations are at no cost. Zenith Public Adjusters remains immensely grateful to all of our existing and past customers. Customer referrals make up over 95% of our client base. When disaster strikes, call morning, noon, or night. Zenith Public Adjusters are open and ready for your call. Call 610 359 8454 for more details. Once again, that is 610-359-8454. Weathers lowers his shoulder and finds the end zone. In the kick, the extra point is filming out of a Joey Keffer hold. So you see some new players coming into the game. Plain snap, kick is up. The kick is good. Tigers take a 35-7 lead here in the fourth quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. The Philly Pretzel Factory is home of the real Philadelphia pretzel. Whether it's for a sporting event, a party, or a quick snack, you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver an authentic, high-quality, and great-tasting pretzel at a great value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Balsam, and Bryn Mawr, or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. I'm in bed by now. Welcome back as Marple Newtown has a 35-7 lead. Eric along the sidelines. Good, good time to be a Marple Newtown Tiger. Yeah, I mean that that was just a nice uh nice run just to start the third quarter excuse me, start the fourth quarter there. You know, I, I didn't think they should score that soon. I thought maybe they should burn some clock, but uh you know, it's nice to see Marlin get in the end zone. He was pretty quiet for most of the uh first three quarters, so it's it's nice to see him get going, you know, use his elusiveness to get in the end zone. Although uh, on the negative side, uh Luke was just down for a while, big Luke Lazowicki. Something's going on with his right hand. Um I don't want to speculate or anything, but He's getting worked on by the training staff right now. Siverdelli with the squib kick. It's going to roll all the way down to the four-yard line where Kout's going to take it. One man miss, two men miss. And not before he is tackled down by number 24, the Tigers, Dan Payne. Great job there by Dan Payne coming down the field and wrapping up the ball carrier. So back-to-back kickoffs. Marple does a great job covering First down and 10 from the 14 for Pencrest. Drive begins with 11.45 here in the fourth quarter. 
as a couple of Tigers are making substitutes. It's good to see a couple new faces defensively, Steve. Yeah, it's good to see that some young guys come in now with a four-touchdown lead. Get some experience under their belt. Shotgun formation. Mills is going to have an option to the outside. He's got some lead blockers. He's got the first down and more, and he is going to hit out of bounds. Nice run there by Mills on the option. This time he keeps it, gets the edge. Defensive end loses contain there, and he takes advantage of it. With a nice run, pick up a first down. Hitting him out of bounds was number 30, Luke Jealous. Mills gets the first down. Ball spotted on the 35 now. Shotgun formation. Allman and Ruffin on the far side. Count on the near side. He goes in motion once again to the far side. It's going to be a handoff to Mahalik, who's got one man missed, but not able to escape the second. Good job by Jake Simpson. That's what you got to watch when you, you, know, you put... Young guys in because, you know, Pencrest saw their first team in. They're trying to, you know, put some points on the board. Well, so of course. you got to watch this back-to-back plays. There's no contain on the outside, and uh, Pencrest gets back-to-back first downs. Well, that could have been dangerous. That was a good job by Simpson because it was basically three-on-one. He was able to make the shoestring tackle. Shotgun formation, two wide receivers to the far side. Mills puts Cal in motion. Broken down play. Looked like nobody was running. Mahalik just full head of steam, and he is now first down and more. There's a flag thrown as the ball is loose, and it looks like Marple Newtown jumped on top of it. Waiting to see Eric. Any idea who's winning that scramble? They're they're fighting for it. Uh, Riley Philman from Marple's fighting with the guys from Pencrest. Looks like. So waiting a call. Yeah, Marple ball. Marple Newtown takes over after the fumble. There was a flag thrown earlier than before that fumble, though. There was a flag thrown. The flag is for holding, so Marple Newtown will decline the penalty. They will take over after forcing the fumble. That's a great job there by the young guys. They're getting... Pretty much beat on the edges on three straight plays. They end that on a good note by uh, punching that ball loose and getting it back to the offense. So great job there by the young guys. Second team offense is going to come in as number 14, Seth Moyer, is going to take over at quarterback. With 11-15 here in the fourth quarter. Tigers on top, 35-7. Good job by the starters of the Tigers in this one. Now you have to see who wants to prove themselves, Steve. Who deserves those first team reps? It's good to see. Again, once again. A lot of confusion, though, along the sidelines. Yeah, and this is what happens when you're getting guys into the game. It's taking a while. See if Coach can use a timeout or it takes a delay a game. But, you know, that's what they're going to do, call a timeout. And he's going to call a timeout. They're going to get their secondary players in it. We're going to step aside here. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. 
Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. Welcome back as Marple Newtown has a 35-7 lead here with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Next week, Marple Newtown returns home to the Crozier Keystone Stadium to take on Radnor, another Central League matchup, Steve, which should be a good one. Yeah, yeah, they fought hard last year at Marple, so back-to-back years at Marple. Just like here, back-to-back years at Pancrest, usually you you flip and flop it with the whole Central League, Mm -hmm. Um, not playing two teams each year. You know, you can go some two years in a row playing at the same spot. Moyer now in at quarterback for the Tigers. It's going to be a handoff to Jells off the far side, and he is able to plow his way down to the 40-yard line. Good job by him. Good job there. Gets close to the marker. Going to be just, just short. As Tobin takes a carry to the left side towards the Tigers' sideline. Excuse me, Tobin. As you mentioned, Tigers. They have a plethora of running backs, Steve. Last week we saw Dells. Jells, this time we you saw got, Tobin. You got a Marone. You got, you got a lot of guys out there. But uh, it's good to see second week in a row starters resting up for next week's game versus Radner. Four wide receivers for Moyer. He's in the pistol. It's going to be a handoff. Once again, he's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage. But it's going to be enough for the first down. Yeah, this time, Jealous gets it and just gets enough. As you said, Dave, move those sticks. Keep that clock running. 11 minutes to go here in the ball game at Pencrest. Marbury Town with another impressive outing. 35 points on the board. Especially being in Central League, you never know what you're going to get with the Archbishop Carroll because they're not in your conference. You see Pencrest at least once a year. So you know your playbook because Moyer comes out, four wide receivers in the pistol. It's going to go right up the gut once again and be blown up. Jealous goes up the gut and is thrown back into the backfield. Good job there by number 52 of Pencrest. That's Michael Goolsby. The senior defensive lineman blowing up the play there and throwing gels back for a no gain. Second down and nine. Ten minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Tigers have control of this one, 35-7. Twins wide receivers once again. Moyer's going to hand it off. Going off the far side, I believe, is Tobin. Tobin runs behind offensive guard Steve Minardi for a few yards to bring up a third down. Always great to get those linemen in here, Steve. Eric, it looks like the Tigers are trying to work as many players as they can to get as many touches as they can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, get these guys ready. Next man up mentality like you talked about. You know, you never know when somebody's going to go down. And, and this experience early in the season could be valuable come, you know, mid-September, mid-October, you know? Absolutely. Third down and five from the 49. Bobbled snap, and the running back's able to lose five tacklers and get the first down. What a job by him. That's Tommy Tobin again. 
It was a broken play in the backfield. Moyer looked like he bobbled the ball, just handed it off, and looked like it was going to about to be a three-yard loss, Steve. Yeah, and Tobin was able to slide through a, a few players there. And that's what happens. Sometimes on a broken play, it's just completely blown up. Other times, tacklers see that, they over-pursue, and you're able to slip by them just as Tobin did there to pick up a first down for the Tigers. First down and 10 after the Tobin carry. Ball spotted on the 45. Lions not surprised this time. They bring the house and hit Tobin in the backfield. Brian DeWar this time meets him in the backfield for a loss of about two yards. Tigers continue to run the clock here. Now at eight minutes. Second down in 12 from the 47. They're still in Pencrest territory. Moyer comes out in the pistol. Tobin behind him. Four wide receivers. Keffer goes in motion. It's going to be a handoff to Jealous, who lowers his shoulder, nearly picking up the first down. He gains 10. He's brought down by number 21, Zach Kout. But good job there by Luke Jealous. Goes off tackle to the left side. And he's close to another Tigers first down. Going to bring up about third down and one, Dave. Thank you, Steve. Third down and one from the 36. Moyer comes out. Pistol formation. Trips to the near side. Moyer trying to draw them offside. It's going to go to Jealous off the, off the left side. It's going to be close. It's going to depend on the spot, Eric. Yeah, it looks like a little short. They probably got to measure it, though, because it's that close. Doesn't look like they're going to bring out the change, though. They're going to say fourth down and inches, and I believe Coach Kicking is going to go for it. Yeah, I think the markers are just slightly over the 40, the 35-yard line. This is just on the other side of the 35, so I guess they're not going to measure, but... Fourth down and a few inches here for this second team. Let's see what they have in them. Four wide receivers. Moyer's under center. He goes sneak. He's going to bounce forward, and he is still propelling his feet. As says now there's a big pile, but he did get the first down. Yeah, great job there. Great push up front by that offensive line, and they're going to move the ch- chains as that. First team is on the sideline cheering for them. That's great to see. They're not on the bench. They're not, you know, talking. They're on the sideline. They're cheering on their guys. And that's great to see. Eric, you would have thought they scored a touchdown by that that uproar. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Paoletti leading the charge there. You know, that's great to see the starting quarterback cheering on his guys there. You know, the whole team, too, they're roaring, they're cheering. You know, it, it's nice to see that. That That's what a team does when their backups go in and, you know, wrap up the game for them. That, that's exactly the sportsmanship that Chris Gicking instills in his players right there. That That's such, what a nice thing to see. It's its nice to be around this program. Moyer, six foot, 165, sophomore. He's done a good job. We've seen him twice now, Steve. We saw him last week throw it down the field. This week he's just trying to run that clock, but he does have a good arm. Yeah, he does. He, and he you know, only a sophomore, so he's got some time to develop, learn behind a guy like Paoletti. 
And, uh, you know. Not bad to learn behind one of the best in the county. No way. And uh, these guys will be right back at it on Monday in a JV game. So, yeah, I got double duty this week. (laughs) Tigers, after again, the quarterback sneak has first down and 10 from the 34. Several new faces in. Trips formation to the near side includes number 17, Thomas McKee, alongside Joey Keffer. Moyer's going to hand it off to 41, trying to get the corner, but he is going to be tackled out of bounds. That is Mike Avellino on the carry. Avellino gets the carry, and great job by Cosgrove to string him out for no gain. Bring up second down, maybe a loss of one. Second down for the Tigers. He was tackled behind the line of scrimmage, so a loss of one on the play. I believe that's Avellino's first carry on the varsity level. With 5.40 remaining here in the fourth quarter, Tigers have a 35-7 lead. Drift formation to the near side for Moyer. It's going to be blown up in the backfield. Several lines in on the plays. Avellino is swallowed up. And Avellino is met immediately in the backfield. And these guys are still going against first-teamers, so they're trying to hold their own. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a loss of four on the play. Third and 15. See what Coach Gicking has in store. If he continues to run the clock or gives Moyer a chance to throw the ball down the field. Trips formation to the far side. Williams, the lone wide receiver on the near side. It's going to go up the gut to Jealous, who's going to be hit, lowers his shoulder. Is it going to give him one or none? Fourth down and 15. We'll see what Coach Gicking does here. Fourth and long. Just over four minutes to go in the ball game, Dave. 35-7 Marple, well on their way to their second consecutive 2-0 start of the season. Last year they started 6-0 for the first time in 30-plus years. They're trying to do the same this year, but it's one game at a time. Next up, Radner. It's a different season. That's it, different season, a couple new faces. Same beautiful Friday night lights though, Steve. It is gorgeous here at the stadium. It is, nice little breeze. But a great venue, always at Pencrest. There's a flag down, it's going to be a delay of game. Marple Newtown's going to bring out the punting unit. Yeah, just give Riley some room to uh, punt this. With his leg, you need to give him a little bit of room, so <laughs> try, try to pin it inside the 20-yard line. Well, his first punt went 60 yards, and they pinned him on the one. Let's see what Philman has in the coffin corner to try and pin Pencrest, possibly within the 10. Back to return the punt is number 21 in count. Filman ready to punt this one away from Marple Newtown. Fourth down and 20. Clean snap. It is kicked directly into the corner. It bounces, and we're going to see where they spot it. 
Bottom down. Exactly on the 20. Not a bad job. Exactly what he was trying to do, which it probably went a little deeper into Pencrest territory, but a pretty good job there. When you, no return. Yeah, exactly. When you punt the ball, you don't have a return. That's a great job. And filling what's another pretty punt. Only a second of the season. So when you're only punting for the second time in two games, your Not offense bad. is doing something right. <laughs> He's also very seasoned, though. He did it all last year, and he was going to be returning again. I believe Philman's a junior. Only a junior, correct. So Mills comes out. First down and 10 from the 23-51 here in the fourth quarter. Timeout, Pencrest on the field. We're going to keep it here. Eric along the sidelines. Thoughts for the game. Marple Newtown had a very good game plan. They were lucky to connect Carmen Christiana, but defensively falling on that fumble to get things started. Well, Dave, he's making his way back to the press box. Okay. Two and Steve. How about you, Jim? What are your thoughts on the game? Well, uh, you know, I, I, it's a, I have a great feeling leaving, uh, you know, this facility tonight with this score, the penalties is a problem, and it needs to be fixed, uh, a full football field worth of penalties. And, and Steve knows that you won't win the big games. You won't win the big games when you're, when you're doing that. It's got to get cleaned up when you're playing, you know, the, the top teams. Steve? Yeah, that's right, Jim. And uh, something they'll correct only the second game of the year. Uh, but I think they're feeling pretty, pretty good. Going into week three with another 2-0 start. So we're going to get ready for Pancras. Correct some of the things. But the big thing tonight is going from six, five turnovers really last week to zero this week. So uh, that's a big improvement. Mills comes out, shotgun formation. Hauls it down the field. Broken up by number two, Joey Keffer. Good job by him. Great job by Keffer. He runs hip and hip to hip with the receiver and puts his arm in. I mean, you can't play that any better. Keffer is giving up six inches to number seven. Jaden Brown was able to get his hand on the play. Good job by him. Yeah. He's oversized on that, too, as you said, by six inches. And he played that ball right, jumped, time to, time to jump right, and uh, just got his hand in there. So great job there by Keffer. Shotgun free formation for Mills. Man goes in motion. It's going to be a pitch to Mahalik, who is down the sidelines. And... He has some daylight. He's still on his feet, and he is going to be gone. That's going to be an 80-yard run for the Lions. That's just not being able to, to stop the man in front of you, Steve. That's Cal Mahalik again. Tigers get beat on the edge, and Mahalik is able to take the pitch, the distance for a line touchdown, 35-13, to pending the extra point. Even with the backups in, Coach Harry can, can't be happy with that. No, because these are learning moments. you got to set the edge. In the kick, the extra point for the Lions is Hughes. Kick is up. Kick is good. Pengress adds another one. It is 35-14 here, 3.30 remaining in the fourth quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. If you love Philadelphia sports and good food, then there's no better place to catch a game than Barnaby's of America in Havertown. Located off the Broomall-Havertown exit of the Blue Route, Barnaby's is the place to be for the big game. 
You can enjoy dinner in their dining room or grab appetizers on the enclosed deck or even head downstairs for a night of dancing and arcade games. You can even book your next event at Barnaby's of America in Havertown and take advantage of their party specials. So for sports, food, and a great experience, stop by Barnaby's of America in Havertown today. 3.30 remaining here in the fourth quarter. You are listening to the Tigers Radio Network as Tigers have a commanding 33-14 lead. But Mahalik does not give up. He runs from 80 yards out to get on the board once again. Tigers have their re- return formation. Looks like they're protecting for the onside kick. As players are now switching sides, so nobody knows, apparently, what's going on. Eric along, Eric was our man along the silence tonight. Now you're just going to be listening to me and Steve for the remainder of the 3.30. Tigers are uh, getting their hands team out there. You can see Dolgarian, Mathis, Christiana, Cantwell, Payne. All the guys with those short hands getting ready to defend it like a shortstop. I think Mathis would have experience with that. That is correct, Dave. And just a hunch. And his younger brother, Alden. (laughs) Hughes in the attempt, the onside kick. It is a line drive. Marple Newtown's Carmen Christiana jumps on top of it, I believe. No other than Carmen Christiana. So Marple's offense will take over. 3.29 to go here, Dave. First down and 10. I believe Moyer's coming out once again. Expect Marple to keep it on the ground, run out this clock. Not sure what Radner did tonight, but uh, should set up for a good Central League matchup. Again, another team just like Pancras. Radner always plays Marple Newtown tough. Coached by Tommy Ryan over at Radner. Great coaching staff, so uh be nice to see those guys next week, and we'll see uh, what Marple can do. Handoff goes to number 43, Jack Racine, who's going to be bottled up after one or none. He's brought down by number 56 of the lines, this time Bob Steiner, the junior linebacker. Clock continues the run. Second down and nine from the 38. Overall, it was a good game for the Tigers. We got a different, couple different faces. Paoletti had the big throw, was able to put that. I think the key moment in this game, though, was that 16-play drive, though, Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that whole sequence, the turnover on downs, to stop them on fourth and short, and to drive down that field right before the half. Handoff goes to number 41. He's trying to go to the outside, but he is going to be bottled up. Number 41, Avelino, in the third carry of the game. And number 47, Noah Birdsall, the senior linebacker, takes him down for a loss. It's a learning experience for him. He's going to the outside every time he's touched the ball. He's got to learn to cut up that hole, Steve. Yeah, just trusting your offensive line and trying to find anything you can get. But... Again, just learning its experience for these young guys. Third down and 15. Two minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Trips formation to the far side for Moyer. Keffer, the lone wide receiver on the near side. He's going to put it 
in the hands of Jealous. Give him five on the carry, and out comes the punting unit. Again, Bob Steiner in on the tackle. Another fourth down as Philman comes trotting out on the field. And Marple will let this clock run. Back to return for the Lions is number seven, Jaden Brown, a sophomore. Long snapper, I believe, DeCreco will wait for the ref to give that. Put his hand up to indicate five seconds remaining. Actually, Mike Avalino is going to snap it back. So, yeah, they're going to hold it there. They're going to take a delay game, actually. So that will push the Tigers back five more yards. Actually, they're not going to call a delay of game. They're going to call a false start, Steve. I believe the center touched the ball and stood up. So once you touch it, you can't let go of it. Now, does the clock continue to run or not until they actually snap the ball? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna keep the ref just uh, let the clock operate in order to let this clock run. So now we're under a minute here. Filman eager to punt this one away. Clean snap. It's going to bounce at about the 35 and take a Tiger bounce. And it's going to be down at the 21. Good job by him. There is a flag down on the play. Wait, the officials call. I believe they're going to let this play stay, though. Thirty seconds remaining. Tigers on top, thirty-five to fourteen. We will be back live next week from Crozier Keystone Stadium as the Tigers take on Radner. There was a block on the back on the punt return, so that will push back the Lions' additional yardage. And that should do it. Pancrest will run about one, maybe two plays here. Good for Marple for, for second week in a row. Their second team has played pretty much the majority of the fourth quarter in both games. Can't beat experience. As it appears that the Lions have several new faces as well on offense. Players running on and off the field. Just getting that Friday night feel, even though, even if you're in for a couple plays. In case you're ever called on the start of game, you uh, you know you get those jitters out of you. Tello hands it off to number 22, who's just going to slide down. That's Vincent Brown. Chris Cello hands off to Vincent Brown. And that'll stop the clock as the chains move. So Pancrest will probably get one more play in. 15 seconds, so this will be about it. Last play, cello under center. Eye formation for the Lions. It's going to go the Brown once again, and he is going to be wrapped up by several Tigers, and that will do it. Marple Newtown goes to 2-0 after an impressive 35-14 win here against Pancrest. Thoughts on the game, Steve? 
Uh, just a great effort once again all around by Marple Newtown. Um, you know, offense, uh, taught, it sounds like a broken record, but they can strike at any time. They can p- put together a long drive. We saw a 16-play drive. We saw a five-play drive, a quick strike touchdown. So, you know, this offense is going to cause a lot of problems. As I said in the beginning of the game, I said in the middle of the game, they're going to score four to five touchdowns a week. Last week they scored six. This week they scored four with one defensive touchdown. So uh, this team is ready to go. They're ready to go in the week six or week three with a lot of momentum. Uh, defense played well. That break or bend don't break mentality. But you know you got to clean up the penalties number one, and you got to you know work on that kick kick return coverage. Uh, but again, one thing I did love that I saw was zero turnovers. That's huge after last week's game. Next week, the Marble Newtown Tigers will return home to Crozier Keystone Stadium to play the Raiders of Radnor High School on Friday, September 9th at 7 p.m. Live coverage of that game will be provided by the Tigers Radio Network and heard exclusively on MarbleNewtownFootball.com starting at 6.30 p.m. You can read more about this game, get coverage throughout the entire 2016 season, and listen to an archive of this or any of our broadcasts on MarbleNewtownFootball.com. Follow us on Twitter at MN Tigers and at MN Athletics. And on Instagram at MN Tigers. Color commentator Steve Reynolds, sideline reporter Eric DePentima, co-executive producer Greg Pecco, head football coach, dean of students, and athletic director Chris Gicking, athletic director Pancras High School, Chip Ollinger. Legal services provided by Phil Press, Esquire of Norristown, Pennsylvania. Engineer, statistician, and executive producer Jim Alsman. I'm Dave DePasco from the entire broadcast crew. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This presentation of the Tigers Radio Network has been brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory, Advanced Chiropractic Center, Anthony's at Paxson, DZO Mechanical, the Marble Newtown Football Alumni Association, Gillen and Associates Law Firm, Barnaby's of Havertown, Home and Business Adjustment Company, Rinmar Glass, and Zenith Public Adjusters. Be sure to follow us online at MarbleNewtownFootball.com and on Twitter and Instagram at MN Tigers. The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast, in full or in part, is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. The Marble Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciate your listenership. Go Tigers!